Blog Talk Radio. Mozart, think Mozart, huh? 
The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to run, but they would do as they sharp. Man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off any so long. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are! This is No The Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Blue Pill, very soon to be joined by my co-host, Brother Red. All right, family. Peace for joining us. Peace for coming out. It's late evening. Nonetheless, Tuesday, we got a monumental, dynamic episode in store for you. You feel me? So uh, as we um, get our thing together over here, just be patient with us. Uh, we're going to have our guests on shortly. Calls be in the building any second now. we got a flyer floating around the social networks. Feel free to share it. Uh, do whatever you need to do with it. Let the people know that you're here. Rocking with the best KTL Radio. Peace, family. You already. Peace to the family. Peace to you and yours. This is your brother, Red Pill, reporting live and direct in the building. Welcome to Nodalist Radio. You are now rocking with the best. Indeed. Indeed. What's good with you, though? I'm here. Um, just had a million things going on. And um, I'm working to handle all of them, feel me, simultaneously. Uh, I multitask. I do that. Sometimes I have no choice. Mm-hmm. Huh? Now I said it's interesting yeah. that you even said that so because out of, out of necessity, let me let me just share something with you. You know, out of necessity, being left with no options sometimes, and just getting two things, I became a um, professional multitasker, not by choice though. You know what I'm saying? But by circumstance, so that ability to hone your skills by juggling multiple things or something that they say, boy, you shouldn't do that. You should find you one thing and just do that. Every time I meet somebody that comes to this country, the country, right? They mm-hmm. got eight fucking things popping, B. They drive cab. They sell insurance. They sell Herbalife. You know what I'm saying? They can get you um your transmission fixed. 
you know, uh, shit, they got real estate in another country that they popping with. Like, they got mad plugs. They the plug, you know, and the being a plug is an occupation within itself. So I just find it funny that, you know, the, the, the real hustlers, the movers and the shakers, they always got multiple pots on the stove. You know what I mean? But uh, people are always trying to convince you that you got to do one thing. And we all ain't fired like that. So no, we ain't. don't complain, but I, I, I can't use help. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to be a little less timid about that in the next coming weeks. I'm going to let people know, shit, if you want to learn a game, if you want to see uh, enterprising, you know, in, in, in real time, there's an intern position for you. You know what I mean? And there's even more logistical positions for people, you know what I'm saying, and, like, really want to uh, let it do what it do. But to the ATL crew, to the family in the dirty south, we're going to be down there this weekend for the Malcolm X Fest and subsequently the Monday and maybe Tuesday afterwards you know, at Mama Pills opening house for her Atlanta and Honduras retreat. You know? So I'm getting phone calls on that. You know, the listening audience is excited. Those in the southern regions, they want to be in the building. We will be in the building. And, um, you know, I definitely got treats coming with me for the Malcolm X Fest. Definitely, definitely look forward to that. Indeed. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be huge. Um, there's a few things that started popping off that are, you know, lining up. I wanna give a shout out to the family in LA, Los Angeles, City of Angels. Uh they tapped us for um a monumental historic presentation, you know, something that's going to make history because this is the first time all of these powerful brothers and sisters have been on this bill together on the West Coast, you know, um, in the name of, you know, cometaphysics and other things conscious. So um, July the 3rd, Sunday, family, Los Angeles, it's an enchanting evening of cometaphysics with master cometaphysician Dr. Phil Valentine and special guest Baba Aleem Ramin, Brother Ron Valentine, Baba Khalif Rashan, uh, Brother Sole, Ricky Hendricks, Red Pill and Blue Pill, and other guests. Cheers. Yes. Shout out to my sister Katera and the whole family over there. You know, just we'll all yeah. together. Sure. Yes, yes. And um, there's also going to be, I believe, on Saturday, there's going to be a presentation as well, the Return of the Gods. And we'll be in the building yeah, for both major. days. Huh? I see. Yeah, that's major. I mean, the whole thing is major. The whole bill is major. You feel me? Absolutely. I'm honored. Yes, I'm honored to be amongst the elders honored to be amongst, you know, the community, the Los Angeles community. It's going to be historic, you know, you already. You already know. 
top to bottom. And yeah, or to the back. family in Connecticut, we have a August 28th date. We're going to be out there doing the Facts Initiative. That'll be part of the Facts Initiative summer tour. Um, I get a lot of people from Connecticut to reach out. So when are you doing I that? You. You said? We're doing that August the 28th. No, August the 25th. I'm sorry. Yeah. Going to be uh, Brother Sankofa will be involved with that as well. Great. What's the what's the date that you got on that? I'm I'm not hearing you. August twenty fifth. Oh, okay. Yeah, twenty eighth is the um, debate. Right. The debate with polite. So yeah, that'll be right gotcha. before it. But I yeah, I'll get the family more information on that. Um, just you know, throwing it out there. But definitely get get ready for the Los Angeles. We're going to have a show coming up very soon where we're going to be bringing our brother on as well as other um, honorees and attendees of that special event. I believe next Tuesday, advertising uh, for this star. Yes. You heard? Yes, indeed. Say it again. I said I believe next Tuesday at the advertisement for this event is going to start. Over here on KTL. On KTL, indeed. No, no. So, what else is good? Anything you can share with us? Just a little bit of, you know, some red and blue prophecy, you know, some prophetic pills. I always like to touch on that, you know, put that on the record. I was on Facebook earlier, and I saw the article about Bobby Schmurder's affiliate getting 98 years in six months you know and um, it just brought me back to the first video that we did or one of the first videos that we did with Brother Rich about a year ago December 20th Mm -hmm. 2014 where you know we just spoke of well before that we did a video at Nicholas, and we mentioned it was the freeway Ricky Ross, and we talked about Bobby Schmurda and how the police had more of um because these brothers were more militant. That you know the word in the street where they were not just regular corporate uh you know studio gangsters, but these brothers had they were in the streets for real, and there was even a talk of the brothers being somewhat awakened. You feel me? Uh-huh. So. Just seeing the story that came out today, you know, it's 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 just crazy. And then to think that the brother hasn't even gone on trial yet, and we're almost a hundred videos deep with the brother, we're rich. It's just sad, you know. It's sad what's happening to that industry. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, it's worth noting as well that there's been a, been a plethora of gang takedowns. You know what I'm saying? As of lately, especially in New York City, you're talking 100 in the clip, 40, 60 in other communities. They are systematically knocking off the street organizations, the street tribes. You know what I'm saying? And they're hitting them all with no secret indictments. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're cooking for a minute. Yeah, they got they got shit marinating. And, um, you know, and they're watching a lot of videos. A lot of it is coming through social media. 
social media, you know, yeah, and letting dudes be world star, you know, star for a day, put darky for the day, you know what I'm saying? Put the video, Gackersons and everything, like, they're really monitoring social network following through. And the videos have locations on them. Sure, what? Dudes are geo, they, people are geo-tracking their, their own videos. Like, they're putting a location on it. <laughs> you know, Instagram be like, yo, you at your mom oh, and yeah, house? Yeah. And you just click on mom and them house. And y'all got mad lasers and everything. They got, like, <laughs> they got drones in the backyard. And they, they tagging pictures and videos. So, yeah, so it's just sad that, you know, the, the, the technology. Yeah, you know, we can't let them off the ability of dumb, uh, a dumb studio gangsters also is is just at an all-time high. And that shit is giving the game a triple black eye. You know what I'm saying? A super-duper bad look. And, uh, you know, it's just, it, it's just a washing going on. It's unprecedented. Like, nobody speaks to it. So, hopefully tonight... You know, Cheyenne will go in his bag and speak to this shit. Like, ignoring it is not going to make it go away. It's not going to let like, it blow. Like, it's like a Cavalier sweep coming and sweeping. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, in the finals, you get a chance to, you know what I'm saying, put one up. Like, OKC last night, they just coming in and just sweeping. Like, when they say police sweep, they really talking about they hitting dudes with L's with a sweep of L's. Um, what also came to mind is a story that surfaced about another brother that was in the gang culture, and he began speaking out, you know, in a militant way. And that's Rod Diggs, I believe that's the brother's name. Yeah. That's his name, right? Shout out to that Rod Diggs? Yeah, Rod Diggs. From Rwanda's. Yeah. Yeah. He was in Three his bag. consecutive. Yeah. He was in his bag. This one would be called, you know, people in the streets would refer to certain people as intelligent gangsters, intelligent hoodlums, or I'm street conscious and I'm out here. Well, they're paying attention to that. You know, there's gang members that are (laughs) getting off with ISIS massacres. There's dudes beating trial with their Jewish lawyers. They're like, for like eight bodies. But they sending up these brothers that are mixing themselves like worlds under the jail. Like Rod Diggs. Mm-hmm. He got 12 terms of life from prison plus 105 years. Now, family, he was guilty of 23 charges against him from racketeering, right, to drug trafficking to gang-related killings between 01 and 2009. They used at the trial his gangster rap videos in which he boasts about belonging to the infamous Blood Street Gangs, firing weapons and dealing drugs to argue a lyric documenting his crimes. His lawyers argued that the lyrics were not autobiographical but were commentary on crime, violence, and drugs in the inner city. So he was reporting, he was asking, Answering Rich's question, okay, and giving an intelligent rhyme scheme on the environment that he was in. <laughs> but they ain't falling for that one. They're like, nigga, 
and we said in the video that the the police force went to school with you. Ah, this ain't Dragnet. This shit ain't Hill Street Blues. Remember the the, the dude from Hill Street Blues? There was the rogue. He was like Wolverine. Yeah. The whole police force is still with them now. Yeah, that's the whole damn force. They got a whole task force. Like, they had a record label. How about it? They had a record label. It was formed by the police. How about it? Real talk. So we have to talk about at what level of infiltration is this whole thing? Fully infested. Huh? No parasites. I said it's fully infested. <laughs> fully. Like pork. You know what I'm saying? Parasites is, is everywhere. Feel me? So. Yeah, yeah. You know, if that nothing else, hope. when you when you step back and you look at the chain of events that have taken place recently in the community, in the larger community, what you have to make an assessment of is that one of the most vital conversations one of the most poignant narratives that should be taking place right now is how to develop a, a tighter faculty for discernment. Discernment is number one because what you could almost be certain of is that the ages are encroaching. And in that sense, shout out to Dick Gregory, you know what I'm saying, for being, being just a legend, being a voice mm. like I call him the Book of Negroes. Like he, he had to have seen slaves when he was young. Like how long have you been around? <laughs> he had, had to have no slaves. That ain't third person. You know what I'm saying? D. Greg been been here for a minute. You know that toe been through through a lot of shit. So that toe touched many a road. He, he walked through many ages. You know what I'm saying? Many phases of this shit many levels of it. So he reminds us, you know, the last long distance assassination of a major leader was the last 44. You know what I'm saying? MLK assassinated on April 4th. Now all of the assassinations are closed quarter. They do it right right in your circle. Your inner circle is encroaching upon you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They don't do long-range assassinations no more. This nigga getting right up on you on some Judas or Brutus shit giving you the business, yep. okay? So that's how they taking niggas out. It's your circle. Why some niggas is close to you? Feel me? Yes. Discernment. The cipher. Is, and yeah, the matrix. cipher. The cipher and the matrix. The cipher is in your cipher. That's the one. They wasn't launching at Neo, nigga. They wasn't launching at them. They had to get up on them. Feel me? You have to insert somebody into that program. So you got him out of Zion. Yeah. That's that reminds me of the status I wrote today. Can I share it? Yeah, real please. I said black man or Moorish man or melanated man. You're open, right? We're talking about open enemy and covert enemy. Your open enemy is the nigger. N-I-G-G-E-R, that's the E-R, the traumatized, ignorant, jealous, envious, lower nature, undisciplined, 
manufactured slave-minded peons that were created during chattel slavery by the Indo-European savages. Your covert enemy is that Indo-European pilgrim, the cracker, the man, who works arduously around the clock to maintain dominance and control over the melanated majority globally. White supremacy is covert, hidden hand, quiet weapons for silent wars. The overt boldness of their hate towards you that has been recently on display thanks to Trump and company. Hmm. But you niggas will watch Apprentice, so cut it out. You won't ruffle a feather on his toothpaste if you had a chance. But that nigga who just skipped you on the lottery line finna catch the fade once you finish that scratch off. 95% of the funerals I attended in the last 30 years have been melanated men and women murdered by someone from their tribe or their race. The ops look like you, walk and talk like you, and are closer to you than your perceived open enemy. I stay woke, nigga. Bomb us. You gave all that to FB? Gave that to Zuckerberg? I gave that to Zuck. No. Niggas coming to see you in Oculus. (laughs) Huh? Coming to put them Oculuses on, buddy. The Oculuses. Yeah, man. Can I talk to you? I'm saying, though, can I talk to you? Yeah, buddy. I'll be watching your videos. (laughs) You said something. In that Bobby Spurrier video, can I talk to you about it? <laughs> Shout out to all of my people that be pulling up on me. You know what I'm saying? Hold up. Yeah, parts unknown, Pull like, up. no matter where I'm at. Pull up. Pull up. Pull up is crazy, yo. I, I did not. I'm just here to let the family know the whole world watches YouTube. Right, it's unanimous. No one can no one can convince me other than that. This ain't personal. I don't know if other brothers experience it, whatever. The whole world is watching you. The whole black world, for that matter. It tuned in. Yeah. I don't know about yeah. black Twitter. What do they watch? I don't know about the black Twitter. Yeah, the pack of words ain't like. Right if black Twitter ain't watching the red and the blue, goddammit, then that means there's a lot of. That's, that's hella leverage in this world available. Because I'm like, well, goddamn, what do they be watching? They got their own, they got their own shit. So they got, you know, those webisodes. I don't be hearing about them webisodes no more, but apparently they're still out there. But look, let's get the show under the um, underway. If our guest yeah. for this evening is with us in the building, please press one on your phone. You know, I got to take this chance. I don't recognize the number, but nonetheless, let me uh, open up the line. Paula, 1780. I'm yours. What's the deal, Red Blue? What's going on? Peace Hello? to the family. Peace, Peace to the family. Hold on. Hold, hold.
today. We salute you over here. You know what I'm saying? Honest. Honest. You already know. Most definitely. Look, honest for sure. What's going on? nothing else, you know, when we're talking about the, um, the epoch of appreciation in society for those that are willing to go all out for their people, we just saw whether we through the lens of rose-colored glasses or not, or whether with our imaginary mind, our hippocampus, we are able to see certain things and assign our own meaning to them based on symbolism. So the fact that I see them put Tubman on the dub and turn the dub into a tub or Tubman, you know what I'm saying? And she's being she being a liberator, then she's lending currency to an occupation that is often overlooked in society, but which should be the most coveted at this point because it equals money. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So Definitely. the job of the liberator in society is one that holds the most current. Indeed, you know. Indeed, Definitely. You know what I mean? Because the rest I, of the presidents is dead, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she put, they put on the dub, too. You know what I mean? That's the uh, that's the most... Uh, oh, we use, on we the dub? $20 bill. Yeah, we use the $20 bill the, more than we use other ones. A stack of Tubman's. I got a briefcase of Harriet. Huh? <laughs> that's a fly conversation right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, your ma... Saying, only pay me a Harriet. You understand what I'm saying, though, right? You only pay me a Harriet. <laughs> so, I mean, remember, it's it's still an experiment worth having. We can't speak about the ramifications and how you know it never it didn't happen yet. Maybe that yeah. would make people want to touch want that more paper. Of it. Yeah. Make, yeah, I could understand the subliminal scared. aversions to dead president faces. You know. You probably got, you know what I'm saying? You probably fell to the sword of uh, one of these, you know what I'm saying? To to Jefferson or one of them. You might have personal right. beef with them. You avoiding them shit. You better not have beef with Benjamin Franklin. I hope he didn't steal your patent because life is, <laughs> is life. <laughs> That's an uncomfortable life. So it goes back to what we were saying in the int- what you introduced many years ago when you changed the currency. This was before Bitcoin. I put it on record. You know, he's not paying me family. Let's just say that. But he came, He, I remember you designed your own money and currency with Noble Drew Ali's face on it. Indeed, indeed, definitely, definitely. And it wasn't like a scribble. It was like if I printed that shit out and cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. Yeah. It could have spit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could have spit that at the Sharif debate. Mm, mm. No doubt. I mean, you already know, man. Y'all know, y'all know how I get it. You know how I give it up. You know what I'm saying? No, no ego, none of that involved. You know what I'm saying? So, I just over the years, I've just seen how much, you know, brothers are scared pretty much to really just, you know, address things head on. You know, I um, Hold me and my on, squad. We pretty, let's know. let's talk about the level of of, of scarcity. Of scariness, we talking about. I've been in your living room, and we was talking about thirty-five billion dollar checks going to the bank. Oh yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> Making plans to go to the bank and cash out. Like, you know, niggas would be scared. Niggas are still talking about Tulsa. Like, are you ready to go to the bank and ask for 35 billion in Tubman's? Like, come on now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Word. I mean, yeah, you know, what's interesting about that, I can speak to that just briefly. You know, I've been to the I've, uh, certain key points in my life, certain intervals in my life. I've been to certain plateaus where I've had to do business with the very same people that you could call the Illuminati. You know what I mean? Um, and several times, there, you know, I've had certain successes and I've had certain failures. So I know close hand how how they play with the money. You know what I mean? How they play with the money. I think when we was kicking it that time, it was um we had some securitized bonds that we had put together for about two hundred and about a couple hundred million dollars. You see what I'm saying? And uh, it's funny because you know I got some litigation that I'm actually cooking up on Wells Fargo about that issue. Um, so, you know, we're about to be litigating over that right now because, you know, when I check the, when I check the records, they're trading on that, on, a, on that paper right now. So, you know, just stuff like that and just in general, man, you can't, you can't really be scared to get out here and get in the ball game, you know what I mean, because they've done that to our people for a long time. And I just want to touch on something that I brought up earlier about the Bobby Smurda situation. Yeah, touch, touch on that. You know, now, you know, another one of his brothers, well, I don't know if it's his people or something, but they said it was his affiliate. He washed up on the Brooklyn shore with cement shoes and his hands tied behind his back. So okay. I don't know what they involved in, what they got going on, but he definitely got some crazy things going on around him. But Oh, yeah. Let me share something with you. Yeah, the boy had there washed a, up. There was a the riot that took place. Right? Hold on. I want to give you the history, a little bit of the history of that set that that that, that all of us are seeing at GS9 and the, the affiliates, and some of the NYPD history on the set. Remember when they murked a young 16-year-old in Flatbush, in East Flatbush, oh. shot him in his back, and when the young guards turned up and start clapping at the pole, turned the cars over, and that whole Crip community in that area went 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 anti-police. Remember that? Mm. That's 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 Bobby Schmurter's that's that was the inception of that whole set right there. Right? Wow. So they was already on a target because I, I I keep I have to reiterate, you could be a nigga in this system, family. That shit is allowed because that's part of the system. That is part of the matrix. This is coming from your brother Reptile. You know? I'm not trying to tell none of you niggas to flush the work. <laughs> Y'all got to work that out. But that's part of the system. Daddy. When you, when you decide that oh, yeah, you want to. for the boys. Yeah. That's, that's government operation. Like, they put the work there. El Chapo, they about to fly them to New York. That's their man in them. That's, that's, that's fam. Like, the top-ranking Mexicans look like goddamn Spaniards anyway. They're conquistadors. And they got conquistador names. But anyway, you get on that. When you see militant street, like when the, when the Bloods and the Crips and all of them start going militant, they're showing you the precedent of what awaits 
They're showing you what they're going to start doing. And they use the examples of World, Rod Diggs, GS9. They're going to have fun with them because it it ain't like they're trying to just sweep up any old games because a whole bunch of them is running around. But like Blue Pill said, now that this, it doesn't matter if it's Trump or Hillary. Any way, any way that you turn, it's a they going they going drone they're gonna drone these niggas. Please believe it doesn't matter if it's the Hillary Scorpion warmonger or it's or if it's Trump, you're fired. That is on the menu. Yeah, they're gonna make their way to Chicago. You bet that. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying. They already laid out the initial, the, uh, the global police force. They did it at the U.N. last year. They ain't, ta- they ain't been talking about it. But, you know, Obama signed that in as well. So, Brother Cheyenne, man, I know that you got a plethora of news and information, and only but so many people can cohesively put those narratives together, you know, to give us a conclusion as to what's being said. So, um, I'll let you do what you do. Definitely. Definitely. Um, just 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 starting and building from where we at. You know what I mean? What you just brought up. It's interesting because I just had a show, um, last week. I believe it was. I believe it yeah. was. Yeah, I believe it was for Thursday or Friday, one of them. And I had a brother call in from Connecticut, good brother, and he was telling me how you know what I mean. They pretty much put the gangs up on game as far as certain things, protocols, and you know, about, you know, identity more, so identity status and certain other things when so when stuff when shit hit the fan, S H T F, you know, it's a common acronym for shit hit the fan, uh, how they're gonna operate. I just bring that up to bring this up too. What's interesting is we've already known that they've put different, you know, the drug the war on drugs, all of these different things to target the uh the, the quote unquote black youth so to speak, right? And you have Hillary Clinton said that, you know, black males and young black males in particular are super predators. Yeah. See what I'm saying? And I was telling somebody the other day that uh, I don't care if um, the Middle Eastern guys, the guys, from brothers from the East, the Russians, the South Americans, whoever, nobody's a bigger threat to this system than black males, as they call them. You know what I'm saying? We're going we're gonna to use that term for right now. And the issue is, this is the case because there's a lot of history behind this conflict. And a lot of people want to ignore that this conflict never it never ended. You know what I mean? This conflict extends uh, specifically the bottleneck period. This this conflict extends all the way back to the Punic Wars. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and, and subsequently to the Crusades and now on down to this conflict and this conflict has taken various different names and different forms, but it's still the same parties involved with the same conflict. And the interesting thing about uh, this, the, the, the gangs and all of this type of stuff is I keep telling brothers, you know what I'm saying? That there's only one solution to like, for instance, I'll just put it out there like this. Uh, I know how to move. Illumid know how to move. My team, my squad, we know how to move. So, They'll never come to bring any charges for anything that we do. They'll come with the hit squad. You got to, because you're not you're not going to win with the paperwork. You're not. You know, either that or you kidnap us and put us on one of them 
prisons in the middle of the ocean, like the movie with Sylvester Stallone and um and uh Arnold Schwarzenegger. You see what I'm saying? That's that's what you do for people who are real problems. Because if you put us in there, we're just going to show everybody how to how to beat you with the paperwork. You see what I'm saying? And we've done that. So my point is, is that the only solution, because this is a war, this is a conflict, and it's always been that way, and uh, for brothers who choose to ignore that, like you got brothers out there who say we need more black lord, more black cops, more black sheriffs, more black politicians, or we need more filling those positions. If you think that's a solution, then if all you got to do is Google how many, you know, black people who are already in the system who get mistreated by the system. You know what I mean? You had uh, NYPD panel on the news come forward talking about how when they bring up the issues of racial targeting and profiling, they're ostracized from the departments. So my whole point is the only solution is put yourself in a position to say, that you got no jurisdiction, and I don't respect your sovereignty. I don't recognize it. Like me personally, I don't recognize the United States sovereignty. I can I can say that with full confidence. You know, some people, they'll be scared out of their boots to even say something like that publicly. But me, I'm not, because I know that the sole basis of their claim to authority here is strictly based off of the Christian doctrine of discovery, okay? So... When you see them, this is a this is a something technically technical that brothers need to really realize. When you see them say, "Stop," or they're trying to enforce their authority upon you, that's strictly coming out of the Christian doctrine of discovery, which is a succession of papal bulls and edicts issued by the popes of Rome. It's, that's all it is. Dating from about 1055 or 1095 on down to you know, the 1500s. So it's nothing more than that. Everything with the statutes and all this other stuff that they try to, you know, bury you with and say to give you a reason why, it all comes from that. I'll give you two key points. And I only like to touch on the specifics so that people can realize and check check out stuff for themselves, you know what I mean, because we put books out and got courses on all this stuff. This is the thing. In the 50s, there was a conflict between the Native Americans uh, tribes and, uh, you know, some state. Uh, I forget the case law, but it's out there. Anybody can just look it up. And they told, they they pretty much went to the Supreme Court with the issue, and they said, listen, uh, the United States got the power or authority over this land based on the treaties they made with us, the Indians, the Native Americans, right? The Supreme Court came back and said, no, 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 that's not true. We inherit that authority from England, who got it from the doctrine of discovery through the popes of Rome and the Vatican, okay? What people got to understand is they discovered America. Now, what what the layman believes that discovery means uh, that we found a place that no one knew existed. No, that's not what discovery means in legal in, in legalese as it pertains to international law and adoption of discovery. It means that they, number one, they do not recognize non-Christian claims over any lands. They don't recognize it. So it don't matter if there were people here before. It's about the first Christian who uh-huh. discovered it out of the Christians. So if 
a certain Christian nation got here and discovered it before other Christian nations, that's the realm that that's the that's the uh the concept that governs the doctrine of discovery. And there's a new world the, the the whole discovery concept. Mhm. Because it's part of the new world. They created a new world. That the old world Correct. ended when the Moors fell, their new world it had nothing after, like you saying, yeah, after he pulled out the papal bulls and the edict, it was wrapped. Right. Yo, I'm telling you, man, Wakanda showed me the way, B. Oh, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Man. Yo, I'm going to get there. Yeah, you All already right. know. Right. I'm hey, back. you know this. Uh, no, 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 just real quick. We can jump, jump jump, on that piece real quick. You know what I mean? You see how every time, like, everybody else got booked. He didn't get booked, and they addressed the mask. Your Highness, this is why he removed his mask. He had no qualms about people knowing who he was. He's a sovereign. Fact. He's Man. a sovereign. You know what I mean? So, and he's the wealthiest superhero. He had, He's worth about $500 billion. Now, notice how... Mm. The only other person that was worth that much was Mansa Musa. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Yes, he and he, uh, Bruce Wayne's worth eighty billion. Tony Stark's worth a hundred billion. You know, T'Challa's worth five hundred billion. Five hundred billion. Ugh. See what I'm saying? And he's a superhero. That's so really. you, you know, and, and the co concept of that movie is civil war. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's about a right. civil war. So we got two type of things. You got a situation where we're dealing with a potential civil war if Trump gets in and a World War Three if Hillary gets in. It's like have your choice. You know what I mean? That's the whole that's the whole thing. But just real quick on that one point about the gangs and stuff like that. They, what the gangs failed to do, they failed to um organize in, in the corporate structure. Every every you know every seedy dark element of every community has taken the leap to do that. You understand what I'm saying? The yakuza is known as a criminal organization to a lot of people, but they're actually a, a, a corporate a corporate empire. You understand what I'm saying? And that's what the gangs failed to do. The Godfather series was about the Italian mobsters, the Italian mob going corporate. And our uh, black market and um, they, our black market uh, um, um, merchants have failed to do such a thing. They they failed to, to make that transition, and this is why it's so it's so easy for them to occupy the bottom rung because they they have not taken the leaps to sophisticate their operations. You know the the entire this entire endeavor. If, I don't know if y'all watch Vikings. Vikings it comes on the History Channel. It's about Ragnar Lothbrook yeah. and his brother um, Rolo and the Vikings. And it's all about them raiding, going town to town. They're the jump out boys. You know what I mean? They, they yeah, just stick yeah. up. They stick up. You know what I mean? They're they the, they the Ray and Miz. They're the Ray right. and Miz out of, out of, North, <laughs> out of Norway. Right. You know what I mean? Now, the thing about the North, they, they call the Northmen. The funny thing about the Northmen in the 1090, in the 1095, I believe it is, they bumped into the Moors in Italy when the Moors took over Italy, and they couldn't defeat the Moors, and the Moors couldn't necessarily overthrow them and defeat them. So what they did was reach a consensus that um, they were going to the ruling elites would share power. So the Northmen from that point consisted of half Vikings, 
and half Moors. And that so when you watch Black uh, Black Knight with Martin and notice they call him the Norman. They call him a Moor and they call him a Norman. He's from you know, from Normandy. That's because yeah. they have Moors in the squad at the ruling elite class mm-hmm. of it. And that's where the English come from in the English language and the English common law come from. You see? So the other aspect is when you when you really realize that they got no jurisdiction, it, it was interesting, too. I watched a video of you on uh, Doggy Diamond's network, uh, Blue Pill. I got to say, too, that was a very, very, uh, very articulate and thorough explanation and breakdown of this fiasco with the transgender bathroom and gender neutral stuff. Very, very articulate, you know. Oh, but thanks. the thing about it, what you said, that was very poignant and very important, is specifically how if you go to the courtroom and you say, yo, I'm this, that, and the third, I'm a natural man, you, you say something like that, they ready to give you a psyche valve. You know what I mean? But they, they're not ready to give a psyche valve to someone who with, with an XY chromosome saying that he's an XX. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the problem is, excuse me? No, that's hilarious. It, absolutely. Absolutely. And what that shows, though, is that they're not, they're nowhere near ready to accept that we want to be recognized under our true identity and, compa- and capacity as a system, individually maybe, but as a system they're not because that would spell doom and the end for them. But this is specifically the key points why they lack the jurisdiction, and they lack the jurisdiction out of two key points. Uh, Yikwo uh, is a case law that some Chinese people have brought, you know what I mean, a suit, uh, they're bringing some claims, but what came out is that they can claim jurisdiction because they offer equal protection. You see what I'm saying to everybody in their jurisdiction under their territorial uh, borders, and they deny us equal protection, equal rights, equal benefits. So that's the problem of jurisdiction of their own volition. And then when they also say that I have a personal situation that I had in the in the, in the court when everybody seen in the Moses Court where they was claiming territorial applicability. The territorial applicability statute says that because something happens in our jurisdiction, uh, this means that uh, we got the jurisdiction. But the territorial applicability statute, we uh, we traced it all the way back to the Christian doctrine of discovery. You see what I'm saying? As, as far as Jersey is concerned, which would be the same thing for all the other states. So I just point that, point that out because here you have that these brothers are getting arrested, locked up, getting their rights violated and all these different things, and, you know, nobody really understands that this is a war. We're, we're, not, true, we're not true citizens. This, the, the, the legal function they have us under as a collective is called quasi-citizenship. Uh, it's the equivalent in Islam called dinmity, where in which uh, a non-Muslim can be a subject of the jurisdiction, but they have to pay taxes and they don't get the full rights. And in and, and their system, it's called quasi-citizenship. You see what I'm saying? So that's very key to understand. You know what I mean? Um, it, 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 let me read something to you real quick. It says, the Council of Constance was called in 1414 to settle three major disputes, including the Knights' claim to Lithuania. The Knights argued that their territorial and jurisdictional claims could be traced to papal bulls from the crusading era, which had authorized the complete confiscation 
property and sovereignty of non-Christians, and two, that infidels lacked dominion and therefore were subject to Christian control. This is what you see being imposed on the gangs. And who the gangs are supposed to be, they're supposed to be different fraternal orders and organizations tasked with being the warrior class of the culture. But because we don't have a, a system in place, they'll tell you young people join gangs for protection and for fraternal purposes, for brotherhood, to feel part of a group. Then and the activities will, they engage yeah. in. I will reiterate, you know, mm-hmm. being being in attendance in Harlem at a secret meeting when T. Rogers came here to the Masonic Lodge on 125th, we brought him in, and he spoke at length about how, especially the sect that he formed, it was all on Masonic principles. You know what I'm saying? There's a fraternal order involved, one that's very you know, um, overlooked and discreet. But um, even a partner of mine, I'm not going to say his name on there, he was also on Rikers Island during the formation of the New York aspect of the Bloods. And he inserted Masonic principles into the formation of it. So, as you said, these are fraternal organizations that just don't have the, um, you know, that level of transition to change their thing into street organization to a social organization into a corporate interest organization because they're controlling the aspects of the underworld that flourish in every society. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. you're not going to, ain't no street going to be crystal clean. So there's going to be an underworld everywhere and it is to be benefited from in order to empower the people in that neighborhood. That's the balance. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that's what they're supposed to do. But what ends up happening is their value system, their value system is is because, because okay, like, for instance, if the, the value system is wrong and they don't know who the real enemies are, you see what I'm saying? So what ends up happening is they end up preying on the neighborhood instead of protecting that neighborhood. You see what I'm saying? Fact. And that Fact. is where in which that's where the problem lays at, the, the value system and who they recognize as the enemy. You know, because a lot of something that's real interesting is you got a lot of you got a lot of thugs and gangsters who are straight up Uncle Toms. You know, uh mm-hmm. they, they call them Tom Toms and Tims. You know what I'm saying? Tom's wearing Tim's. So they really <laughs> see the uh the they see the authority as like, you know, uh something that they covered, that they wish they had an opportunity to be a part of. You see what I'm saying? And this is what when you and that and the no jurisdiction issue as well, uh if that solves the snitching problem. You see, because when you really truly realize they don't have jurisdiction, uh, man, then what would make you snitch? It, uh, the the punishment that they give is just is simply torture. That that's what anybody does in war when they want you to confess to crimes and things that you know you didn't do, or even if you did do it, what gives them the right to impose? Uh, I come from a position. I think of th- I think of things radically different than the way other people think of it. So to me, they they don't have any jurisdiction. Uh, their jurisdiction is based completely off Jesus, and this is why 
you see in Trump, you see the situation where the white supremacists have, um, you know, the white supremacists, I don't know if y'all seen that, but they all of them uniting across the nation. Mm-hmm. All of them. All of the different Trump. orders and different groups, they've all united. Said so they need to put their differences aside and unite. And they all endorse Trump. And Trump has not shunned them. He hasn't shunned them. Okay? Yeah. And if so, Obama... What you was going to say about Obama? What I was saying is you just have to remember when he was um, campaigning and when he was going through his election cycle family, they made him denounce every single person that was radical. That was remember, yep. that was a nail-biting moment for black America. Yep. And no one demanded, not even the Europeans, Negroes, tough guys, no, the industry, no one even raised the question of what you just said, good brother, that they are open, racist, and um, white supremacists and hate groups and people that are on a terror list openly supporting him. He, does, he has not denounced them. Right. And, you know, everybody knows um, when when you uh, – if, if you got anybody, any any peoples and family that have been up north, they'll tell you uh, the white supremacists, they, you know, they, they run a – they run the prisons in so many ways, you know what I mean? They run the prisons, you know what I'm saying? So that's something to very, to, to, to you know what I mean, to, to take full, full understanding of because without that clarity, oh, I'll give you another example. Watch Banshee, Sons of on Anarchy. If you, you see, when, when I watch TV shows, uh, cultural, TV is a cultural studies mechanism that a lot of people ignore. If you're looking to be entertained, you're going to miss all of the all of the lessons. The the type of intelligence, research and things you have to get right when you, when you're talking about scripts of TV shows and movies is 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 insane the, the amount of research that goes into it with character development, uh placement in a certain environment, a certain time frame. These are very specific things. So when you look at these different shows, I'll give you an example. There was a study done that said that um, immigrants, when they come to America, they learn the culture through watching the TV and movies to see what values they want to accept and which values they don't want to accept. So, again, you look at Sons of Anarchy and you look at the TV show Banshee. Sons of Anarchy shows you that, okay, you're a biker gang, rednecks, and they may not be in the highest seats of power, but they still obtain a certain level of power where they can influence their, their their government in a certain capacity. And it also shows you that radical groups of all cultures are the are the dogs that get sicked on other groups when the time is when when, when she hits the fan. So in Banshee, you see there's a white that show comes on Cinemax. There's a white uh supremacist group in there who's Number one, the mayor is part of the Amish, right? He's he's part of the Amish uh, uh, crew or whatever, Amish farmers, and he pretty much was a gangster. He came up, took over the town and stuff. Now he's the mayor, and he's uh, got some D.C. connects, but he's distributing. Uh, he's going to manufacture and distribute um, cocaine or meth, I believe, for the entire East Coast for the Colombian cartels. 
okay? Mm. Uh, and there's a white supremacist group that he teamed up with to help him. You know what I mean? Now, last season, they bumped off the brothers from Philly. You know what I mean? It was a, a little war that broke out. Um, but this season, they got the white supremacist group that he beefed with now because the white supremacist group they teamed up with, one of them bumped their leader off, and now he wants to take over the trade for himself. But it just goes to show you, I say all that to say, it just goes to show you who's involved in these activities. Uh, you, you understand? Because what they call God is their guns, oil, and drugs. And it's been the drugs that has kept the country afloat in these particular times of economic distress. This is what all of these governments and countries, the only way they're, li- the only way they're uh, living or, or, or staying afloat is all of drug money and gun running, which is the basis for all of these economies to survive. That's, that's, they showed you that in Cocaine Cowboys, that that's how the Miami economy was built. You yeah. understand? It was a narco economy. It's always been a narco economy. When you look, go back to the Punic Wars, the war was fought over him. That was the main reason that the Carthaginians and the Romans, that was the resource that they was beefing over. Number one, because they they, Rome didn't have any ships in the game. They didn't have a navy in the first Punic War. They got that right. once they was able to gain some of the hemp, the control over the hemp. Facts. And then fast forward to the... Um the uh, tobacco during the, when the pilgrims started coming over here in the beginning, you know, and they squared off with a lot of the indigenous tribes over here. It wasn't cotton at first. It was tobacco. It was getting yes, into tobacco, you know, spice wars, you know, yep. you know. So all of these things have a, have a, have a, a connection. You see what I'm saying? You have, you have, you have the spice wars at play and the crusades versus jihad. Uh, Christians versus uh, Moors and Muslims, um, you know, these things are still at play today. And, you know, and it's not until you augment your mentality to see it that way that it's going to all make sense, you know. And so I, I say all of that to say this. We're living in a, a, a very peculiar time right now because I don't know if you all have seen it, but it was this white scientist, this European or Anglo scientist who came out and said that, um, the chemical war is aimed at black people. You know what I'm saying? I've seen the video floating around on YouTube, I mean, on Facebook. I watched it. It's about 17 minutes, I believe. And he went all the way in on how the Flint water poisoning, the Flint Mexican water poisoning, and any, any other type of poisoning is always directed towards the black population. And, you know, he's a scientist. You understand? So, essentially, we've always been under attack. We're the biggest threat. That's why Hillary Clinton said we're super predators, okay? Um, and this is a predator planet. So what you have is there's a reset button button being fit, being um, hit right now. Like when you look at the Panama Papers, I'm not familiar. I'm not sure if y'all are familiar with that, but the Panama Papers, of course. right? Major scandal, major scandal. You know, they pretty much this law firm in Panama. Uh, and that's why I called the Panama Papers, uh, leaked. Somebody leaked a bunch of information on wealthy people all around the world who have been hiding their money in offshore accounts. All right? The only reason that they've done this is because now they're about to go on a witch hunt to confiscate all of this money. The, if you read the Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars, I believe that's the way you say it, it tells you that war is 
a debtor, you know, taking on a creditor, you know, pretty much. They, they, you know, you got to wipe them out because so, we don't want to pay them. So what's happening is there's, there's going to be a great confiscation of wealth all around the world specifically to do what? To finance what is supposed to be uh, uh, the greater final war. And it's, and, and, it's, and, and it's a lot of different factors in there. On one level, you have this race war pending, which is, which is uh, the, it's not, I don't know whether to call it the most important war or the least important, because there's a lot of things happening at once. This issue, like I said, between these two parties go back to the Punic Wars and maybe even further. So it's an ancient beef that has to be settled. Then there's the war of ideology. You know, people who are pro-totalitarian versus those who aren't, uh, who are against totalitarian. And then you got the Albert Pike, what he said he wanted to do was make Muslims and Christians fight uh, one last final battle, uh, and then he, he wanted to bring in atheism, you know what I mean, or Luciferianism, which is the um, – uh, some people may get offended, but, you know, it's different levels to this knowledge. I understand that. But the Luciferian doctrine, according to the way the Masonics uh, from the Scottish Rite and um, and other, uh, other org, uh, Masonic orders – is the principle that, you know, you're God, you're, you control everything, and you know what I'm saying, that's how it rolls. Now, what's interesting is one of the, one of these brothers that's a part of my org, he put me onto this book. I can't remember the name of the book, but as soon as I do, I'm going to give you brothers the name of it. it. It's a book that only, you know, Masonic recruits were able to get, and this guy was of the Scottish Rite. And this book is all about pretty much how in the new era of things, you know what I mean? Uh, Everything is about technology. This is why we see this boom in technology right now. You know what I mean? And this is one of the ways to bring in the human God factor. And was I bring it up because the brother said, you know, he was bringing in, because this guy was his teacher, and he was bringing in books on the malls and stuff like that. He's like, y'all got it right, but y'all too late. He said, y'all too late. Y'all not going to win. Y'all not going to catch up. So everybody knows the nature of the conflict. And and it's and to these guys that's in these higher orders, it's a game. It's really not even personal. You know what I'm saying? They're just carrying on directives that, you know what I mean, that they had from you know passed down to them. And a lot of a lot of them don't. They don't really hate uh, people of melanin and stuff like that. It's it's a game. It's the it's the script that everybody is following out. You know what I mean? So it's that's the very game of thrones. There we go. I can't wait till somebody comes. I need I. Like the reason why I don't watch Viking and nothing else, bro, is because I'm just thrown out. You know, mm-hmm. we got to just we have to phenomenal. decode Game of Thrones. We got to decode Boardwalk Empire, some other things. But Game of Thrones lays it out, family. There's no like it goes back to the analogy that I used about the race. You know, when. Shout out to Baba's Heru Samaj. He obliterated the whole white and black thing today on Sadnetta's couch. You know what I'm saying? And when the Europeans went under that de facto identity of the color white and what it means and what it signifies and the vibration and the frequency of it, going all the way back into the Indo-Europeans when they went into the Indus Kush Valley, the Assyrians and all of them crushed them. 
and implemented this whole caste system. You know, ain't nothing white about them. There's nothing whatsoever white about them in any way. And the brother broke down white means the spirit. When you go into the um, comedic stelles, you see the you see the resurrected ones in all white. When you do the Haitian voodoo, they put the all white chalk on to symbolize going into the spirit realm, speaking to the unknown, the unseen. That's white. The pink people, that's not that. I don't know who. I don't know why they call themselves white. They're not white. Well, you know, there's a TV show called Defiance. It come on the Sci-Fi Channel. They got this thing mm-hmm. called a Voltan Collective, which is supposed to be a collection of all these alien species, right? And yeah. there's this group of aliens that's, like, literally all white. And they refer to the earthlings who call themselves white as pink people. <laughs> I just found that interesting. Cause they, you know yeah, because they pink. So in Game of right. Thrones, or the, the analogy of the race is saying that the people who fall under the category of white have agreed that they're in a race versus the people who categorically fall under the color of black or other people who categorically fall under this color of yellow. But that encompasses multiple nationalities and different groups, Japan, China, uh, Korea, but they'll put them under this designation of the caste system. And they're running this race to keep themselves at the top of the caste. They're obeying their 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 mothers and their fathers that come out of the Aryan Nation, the Indus, you know what I'm saying, over there in India, when this whole thing got started. That's their caste system. So they're they're making sure that the white race is always ahead. They'll do anything by any means. And then going into Game of Thrones, they show you the bloodlines. They show you the different houses. They show you the different, you know, the Lannisters with the lion uh, totem or the lion flag. You know what I mean? And you have the Starks and all of these other things. So these European bloodlines are still intact. They are still waving their coat of arms. They are still waving their flag. They will never drop their flag for you. <laughs> Why would they? They're always going, they, they, they're battling for that throne. They're sitting on thrones. And they know who, are, they, they know that they have vassals amongst their kingdoms, and they know that they have people that are uprising, and they, they squash uprisings every now and then, but they also go and topple empires and kingdoms like they have done by sitting, uh, 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 you know, one of their own on a throne in Brazil. And then they're toppling Venezuela by putting one of their own in there. So they're expanding the kingdom. That's imperialism. It's the same thing, dome and surf dome. That still exists. Look at the article that just came out about the Hasidics in Brooklyn being the number one recipients of the welfare. These are your landlords, family. These are these are the regentrifiers. Like they they supposed to be balling out on the triple a triple budget now, but they're the most they are the the highest recipients of welfare in your in the state. So they're even taking advantage of, you know, they're taking advantage of the of of, of the serfs. They're eating off the plates that they're taking from the serfs, making shit harder. Indeed. Indeed, you know, goyim, goyim, But I, I just want to end it like this. I, I'm, I just got to end it like this because somebody opened up my eyes, and it made sense. I was like, damn, I didn't realize, I didn't look at it like that. They were like, you know, when people talk about the Jew running the world, they were like, bro, it's not the other, it's not the other, the Jew 
runs, who owns the money, who prints that, who is the IMF and the Federal Reserve, who controls the media. Keep in mind, family, the Jews created what is known as Hollywood, meaning they control image. They'll never show you. They, they won't connect the dots for you. When they gave the world the mafia, they gave them the Italians. The Italians were not the dominant mafia. They are not the ones who created the mafia. That is Jewish. Okay? Coming out of the hood, banging like Bobby Schmurder and them, right? Putting in that work, but they had a purpose. There's a difference. There was a purpose attached to it. There was also, um, they had a vision. And they knew how they played the system for what it was. So, you don't even have movies where people are named Weinstein, Goldberg, like these actors still are assuming a role. These are some very crafty individuals. We we, we must continue to study them. You know the about Go ahead, my bad. Nah, go ahead. No, nah, I just wanna I just wanna run down a couple of things like you were saying. See the interesting thing is, um, you know, white means original peoples of the old world. You know what I'm saying? So, like, with the way Federal Directive 15 breaks it down, they break it down in that kind of way to, you know, I'm pretty much corroborating what you said to a degree because white and Federal Directive 15 is any of the original peoples originating in North Africa, Europe, and the Middle East. Um, and, and everybody has comes from some original people except uh Except Hispanic, uh, say come out of the Spanish culture, language and, and linguistics and stuff. And then for black, it just says any of the, you know, anyone having origins in the black racial groups of Africa. So he cut off from that. It cut off from a true old world identity because really about the old world identities. And the interesting thing is the Aryans were dark skinned. You know what I mean? Those were dark skinned people. You know, and the interesting thing about the Game of Thrones is it's based on the War of Roses, which is, I believe, it was the. The Hillary, the King Henry, excuse me, the King Henry uh, uh, wars that he was having, the Tudors or something like that. Uh, but another thing is the Jews. When, when we talk about the Jews, those are, I mean, that may, be, that may be their religion, you know, but they're Germans. Facts. Germans. You know, that's the Facts. interesting thing. That's the their tribe. actual national identity. They're really just carrying out a part of what, uh, what, what, what Hitler had already installed. Like, Hitler lives on through... Uh, the policy, the global policies that are in place to dominate. You know what I mean? Fact. If anybody has really researched Hitler, you know, he everything that he it was implementing in Germany is being implemented all over the world. You see what I'm saying? Because you also have a lot of Hasidic Jews who are speak who speak out against uh the quote unquote Zionist um the Zionist uh agenda, so to speak. You see what I'm saying? A lot of like Hasidic Jews, they speak out against it. So what we have is we you're gonna find you're gonna find those same type of elements and sentiments among the um the high ranking Muslim community and the same thing amongst the Christians. This is called the elites. The elites don't really have an allegiance. But this is what happened. The infiltration, like you were talking about earlier, infiltrating organizations, one group of people have a secret order and agenda and they infiltrate other organizations and agendas and use those organizations to be the front cover to carry out their internal agenda. And before everybody, before anybody knows what's going on, 
You know what I mean? It's uh, it's like boom, it's already done. You know what I mean? So I'm just corroborating what you what you were saying. You know what I mean? There's definitely a lot of validity there. You know what I mean? And uh, like you were saying real quick about Game of Thrones, uh, the, the, it's it's the game of sovereigns. And this is why I always stress to our people that if we're not having the discussion about sovereignty in, in, in a real manner, uh, like anyone who's really talking about let's just assimilate more, let's just integrate, let's just do the, let's do quote-unquote the right thing, let's, let's abide by their rules and regulations, I mean, you know, the last beneficiary of anything is going to be a quote-unquote black male. Uh, you are the target enemy. Like, with, uh, there's so much stuff going on that they try to convince us that this whole thing isn't about us and it's all about us. It's all about stealing. It's all about us. It's all about us. So the question becomes, what are we doing to manage uh, the encroachments against us? Because shit is going to hit the fan, and it's long overdue. And this is why you have the choices out of Hillary and Trump. You know what I mean? Uh, because when you look at Hillary, you know, she's, yo, this lady is, she took Gaddafi down specifically because he had a plan to have gold back currency. It came out already. It was released through the emails that the feds was investigating her for, that she took Gaddafi down and the Benghazi whole thing because she wanted to stop him from uniting Africa and putting out that uh that currency uh backed by gold. You understand what I'm saying? And then you got Trump, you know what I'm saying, who's out there who who's he's just a madman. He rep he represents the you remember Doctor Claude Anderson spoke about um he spoke about uh when they talk about conservatives and make America great again. You see what I'm saying? When he talks about that, he's specifically speaking to the fact that those conservatives want to go back to the old form and the old way of, you know, uh, the way they ran the government. Now, they already know that they're going to be a minority, at least in this country, by 2050. Um, you know what I mean? So uh, what, what he represents is the last great, quote-unquote, Anglo-white hope for the white male. You see what I'm saying? Uh, what Hillary represents is uh, the, the the Anglo female matriarchy dominance? Now both of these systems are peaking. You know, anytime you see this type of stuff, like you, this election has the world nervous. You got leaders of other countries who are nervous. Now, on the backdrop of that, what's going on here? Let's look at what's going on in Africa. You know what I'm saying? You guys, you got Mugabe saying we want to form our own. International Criminal Court so we can put Europeans on trial. And then you got um, the president of Nigeria, who's a Muslim, who says that we don't want an apology from the U.K. uh, prime minister. We want the return of our assets and money. Then let's look at what's going on in the Caribbean. Jamaica is getting ready to bump the Queen of England as their head of state, and they want their money back. And, and France just forgave Haiti. Oh, they just, they're not going to hold the end of the debt that they Haiti owed them. They canceling that out. And Haiti just joined the African Union. Okay, and Morocco was the only country to not join the African Union, but they're being they're, there's talks now because they've been wanting to join the African Union for the last thirty years. 
of the French have been stopping them from joining it. You see? So this is what's going on geopolitically. So when you add all of this up, you have the Chinese who have now, so they've come up with a backed currency, backed by gold, okay? Uh, When you saw that big thing going on about the gold in the market, now, number one, the Chinese stock market had crashed, right? It was like a week-long crash. They had to shut the entire stock down. Yeah. It was a run you can't invest too, in the right? Chinese stock market unless you're Chinese. Mm-hmm. So what they were doing is they was restructuring their system because after they opened back up the markets, the next thing they announced was that they're going to have their own gold-backed currency. And the IMF and World Bank had reported that several countries have now agreed to – Utilize the Chinese currency as reserves. Now, they didn't agree that they were going to dump the U.S. reserves, the U.S. as its currency reserves, but they're adding China to the table as, you know, a reserve currency, where which it used to only be the U.S. dollar. So when we look at all of these things that are shaping up, oh, another thing is very key that people understand. There hasn't been... I don't know if it's opened up yet, but a few months ago I checked. I was checking our reports, and there hasn't been any imports into America. Like, all the shipments had ceased, had, like, stopped for quite a while, at least, like, three weeks, which is unheard of. You know what I mean? Uh, It may have resumed, but that's very key to understand. And another thing is because of a free trade agreement that, that the U.S. has with China, China processes all of the U.S. meats. So... Or even though the meat may be grown here, they ship it to China to process it and ship it back. Yeah, so what we that. have is – say it again. No, I was like, build on that because that's crazy because people yeah, don't well, know how old their meat is. There we go. There we go. So and, – and you already know if you hit the meat with – um, you hit the meat with, I think it's monoxide, it gives it that red, that red or that fresh look to it when it's actually not, you know. Uh, I had a sister on my show yesterday, which was about economic pan-Africanism. And she, she goes back and forth to Africa. She lives in Ghana, and she's uh, she does trade back and forth. And she was saying that there's a chicken farm right across the street from where she lived that drives her insane, you know. But the chickens get along with the dogs. The dogs protect the chicken. Those are organically grown chicken. And then they have chicken that is GMOs, and she said that the dogs attack the GMOs, the chickens that are genetically modified, as if the animals can see something in it that we can't see. So I bring that up to say now you're talking about your they, your, your chicken, your beef, your, your all of your meats go to China to get processed, and then it comes back based on a free trade agreement, right? Now, let's say China decides that we're not shipping back your meat. What's going to happen? So I don't think people even understand how long it takes for shipping to take place. Like, it's not as slow as it used to be back in the day where it took like three months to get from Europe to America. But you're talking about in the Pacific Ocean, you're talking at least, um, if you're meat grown and it gets shipped over there, you're talking about at least two to three weeks on a boat for it to get there. You know what I'm saying? And then all of it has to pass through the Pacific, which still we know is being ravaged by Fukushima because that radiation ain't oh, yeah. going nowhere. 
Absolutely. Man, that's Absolutely. crazy. But, but, but look at this, though, brother. Look at the fact that you have nuclear plants in the United States that are not guarded. Number one, it's not guarded like with top-grade security. And a couple of them have melted down. So you have Fukushima's happening here in this country. So... Yeah, they ain't talking about it. I just want to put... I, I just want to put this out to... Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, no, I just want to point out to the people that get into mycelium. You know, uh, mycelium is the is the, the genetic thins or the cells that grow in mushrooms. And it can, it, it, you know, mushroom myceliums. Mushrooms is made of mycelium. Fungus is made of mycelium. So mycelium can take radiation out of an environment and convert it. Uh, anybody... Just YouTube mycelium. You'll be amazed to find what you you know the amazing things that it can do. It is a way to reverse this type of stuff, but you know people just gotta be yeah. on it. But my point Absolutely. is, go ahead, my brother. No, I'm saying they're not gonna find their government implementing these particular um, forms of transmutating radiation. But if you look online, I saw a special where they had showed that the nuclear reactor had went off. What happened? you know, to the population, and they show that the population will die, but the, the earth will regenerate itself, and then life will come back. And they showed the mycelium, you know, eating up that radiation and absorbing it mm. and containing it. So that old spore, that ancient ancient spore, you know, that is excellent for many things, and we got a whole show coming up on that soon because we're about to do a treat where people can get connected and more familiar you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we really mm. got to look into it, man. We got to look at Oregon. We got to look at, you know, a lot of different geolocations that would be beneficial to what needs to be done, you know, in a very coming, um, you know, in, in, in the coming times. Like, it's really time to make moves. So that mycelium, whew, mycelium is key in a lot of different factors right now. It's like yeah, yeah, talk about it. Yeah, well, you know, the cannabis, the interesting thing about that is it takes, see, there's been two factions that's been keeping cannabis and hemp uh, illegal. Uh, you have um, the pharmaceutical in- industry, but you also have the logging industry. It takes a cannabis plant or a hemp plant two years to grow the same size that it would take a regular tree 20 years to grow, okay? So if we were utilizing hemp, it would put the logging and the tree business out of business. It would put them out of business, okay? Now, this is the interesting thing. THC is specifically made for the body and the brain in particular. Uh, you know, you got some people out there who say they don't, they, don't, they, they don't smoke, they don't use it and whatever. It's not a drug. It's a uh, it's a medicine, and I will I'll go beyond it being a medicine. It's actually supposed to be a part of our diet in general because the brain has cannabinoid receptors that are only activated when cannabinoids uh, meet with it. Okay, nothing fits and locks into those receptors other than the THC, the cannabinoids in the THC. So you have the cannabis oil that's been known to you know heal cancer. I mean, blot it out, wipe it out completely. 
And the interesting thing about it is uh, this is part of the reason why the planet has gone through so much of what it's gone through because the concept that we get called weed is the reason why we call weed weed and we call the weeds out there weeds because this stuff used to grow wild. You know, cannabis used to grow wild. Hemp used to grow wild in this country and a lot of other countries too. But when they implemented those policies, they wiped it out, okay? And now this plant can be used to make 30,000 byproducts. You see, petroleum only can make 6,000. So if civilization ever collapsed, you can just restart civilization just from that plant alone. You can make your clothes from it. You can make your plastics. Uh, you got people making cars from it. You got um, you can make hempcrete. Hempcrete is you mix it with lime and water, and you have uh, an everlasting uh, you know structure that you build from the crete that breathes. It, it breathes, so that means it, it it gets rid of the moisture, so there's no mold, and it's a flame retardant, meaning that it, it can it could stop fires. You see what I'm saying? And it petrifies and gets harder over time. You see what I'm saying? So when you look at cannabis and hemp, it has a variety of usages, and this is why they made it so, uh, you know, we couldn't even deal with the, with this type of stuff, specifically because they wanted to keep, in order to, in order to get this far with the agenda that they have in place, you have to remove certain things like that off the table. And the only reason they're becoming they're being put back on the table is because certain parts, that certain parts of the elite is fighting with one another. You know, you got your dragon families from China, who are uh, uh, dragon families from China and Japan, who believe that, you know, who are pretty much against the the agenda of you know, depopulation and, uh, you know, making everything turn to shits. So what they're trying to do and what they have been doing is this is why there's been so much investment into Africa because Africa needs to just grow 2%. If it grows 2%, then the United States and the Western economies are going to fall from 60% to 40%, and that would devastate it, you see? So this is why you have these economic wars that's taking place, as well as your cyber wars. Because now, what you got to realize is, as you brought up earlier, I don't remember what it is, but I encourage everybody to check out Ethereum. Uh, Ethereum with it is E T H E R E U M. I think it's dot org. Ethereum dot org. Okay. Uh, so, you know, just just to clarify, so you know, hemp is the stalk of the, the cannabis, you know, cannabis, cannabis is, you know, has THC in it, but the stalk that you use for hemp and different things like that, like industrial hemp, that's the stalk. That's actually like the bark of it. Just wanted to clarify that. But again, what you have is a situation that Ethereum has is an open source system that allows you to make your own cryptocurrency. I want to give a shout out to my man Illa Kill for putting me onto that. Uh, and and the way it operates is because I remember you saying that you want to have some and you want to get some interns and stuff like this is how you this is how you work your network with it because I'm about to start using it as well. You have a system where you appoint tasks for people in your network. Once they complete those tasks, they build up it builds up currency naturally. 
and as the, as they continue to do this, that currency then becomes transferable into another type of uh, currency that's being used in the world market. Okay, and this is supposed to be the future of, and this is this has been put out to directly to directly compete with Disrupt. the international bank settlement, the Bank of International Settlements, which is the top central bank. So we're trying to come up with their own cryptocurrency. You know what I'm saying? So the interesting thing about all of what's going on is while there's a lot of things that are being put out there or that's being done to encroach upon and diminish the people's rights and, and destroy the people, there's another there's other things that are being released to directly counter that. You see what I'm saying? And this is what what people have to really understand is going on. And, you know, I largely uh, when I discuss these matters, I largely discuss it to, you know, you know, brothers, most men, you know, misnomer black men, you know what I mean, too, because I truly understand that once we're liberated, we'll liberate the world, and that's why the world isn't liberated, because we have to liberate ourselves before we can liberate the rest of the world, because this, this whole thing is really centered around what we're going to do, okay, and how we're going to do it, because the stage has been set, and the stage is set to replace us with artificial intelligence. Uh, the the things that drive them to make these creations is to decrease and destroy their dependency on us. Okay, that's what is that's what it's done for. Yes, there's uh, I picked up on that when they began to program the AI and the AI was going racist and the AI, they were showing, we go. they were showing that they're going to, that they're programming and they're creating artificial intelligence at its core in, in its inception at its, at its, um, at its atom phase to be inherently racist. Should they may be feeding it algorithms and codes of this, you know, Euro white supremacist or European, um, you know, mind state, mindset. But the AI was going straight anti-nigger. Yep. yep. Meaning that they're gonna rise. That meaning they're showing you that they could create. So what if the AI? What if the AI was able to go make, put the drones online? You feel me? And right. say that based on its programming. That the home, the homeland, the threat to homeland security, based on were, yeah, preconceived threat levels, it's going to be like, okay, same shit they showed you in Captain America with the Zolga algorithm. You know what I'm saying? That's initially with Jade. The whole Jade and the Jade Helm project was about. Jade is a a military name for all the they could geo map regions the size of the Million Man March within seconds, assess a threat level and execute. Bro, okay. That's so what Jade that, was. So Jade, Jade Helm mm-hmm. was just them running um, drills for that artificial intelligence program. They can deploy global forces. You know what I'm saying? Instantaneously to any um, preconceived threat. Threat. And remember. And then you. What are the yeah. the drone targets that were part of the predator? Um, the predator drone. Funny that predator, super predators and predator drones used in the same sentence. But keep in mind, 
Obama's drone, the kill, the kill list of the drone programs were all, what, preconceived threats? Well, you know, that's a continuation and development of that uh, minority report technology that they said they're already in the works of developing. Precog. So they are droning villages of future threats, like as if the movie X-Men Days and Past, or maybe even Terminator with John O'Connor and them. They're going back in time and bodying the whole village. They're like, yo, it is not called collateral damage, family. It's called, we're going to make sure. (laughs) They're they're the preconceived resistance. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, this person is going to grow up to be part of the resistance. So, yeah, Facts. awesome, awesome, awesome Star Wars shit. They are annihilating the perceived threats. But what, 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 what I'm saying is that program was a beta program. It was a training utilizing real victims of, 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 a, of an enemy that they created. You feel me? So it's assimilation. The whole shit is still assimilation because they're not even real ops. They just was like, yo, you're the op. And like, wait, but we no, you're, you guys are the op. Here's the playing cards. We got a whole deck of playing cards. You know what I'm saying? It's like out of a source book. The shit is like, it, what's the video game? Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. It's like Call of Duty. And then remember, virtual and augmented reality was birthed out of what the drone program. Some niggas were sitting in rooms with simulations of of um like Oculus Rift type shit simulations droning people from Texas and they were over in Somalia tearing up the whole village bombing Afghanistan so they're programming the AI to identify the preconceived threat so like I was saying earlier they're showing like you saying Cheyenne that they are they are raising these robots they're raising up this the the, the um the drones the predator drones. The robots, remember, Boston Dynamics, they sold off Boston Dynamics. They're like, yo, once mm-hmm. Google finished doing what it had to do, they sell it off because they couldn't do anything with it. They advanced it, and the, and the military snatched that. They're creating drones. They just had the meeting at Harvard about creating, what, genome, um, artificial tampering with the genome. Yes, yes. Yaku yes. Part 3 to create what? What if they took super predator DNA from Bobby Schmurder and the GS9 and a million other super predators that they locked up. They all collected their DNA. They're going and they're doing designer. It's called designer. You can look it up. Designer engineering. You can do that right now. Yes, the super soldier, the universal soldier, the super soldier program. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, I I just want to point out something real quick. I just want to point this out real quick. Now that you brought up the... The, that gene that they, I saw that thing with Harvard where they want to make DNA. Now, Pete, right? We got a process. We well, we 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 was dealing with the process in our organization, America Society, where we'd have our members, you know, apply for patents on their uh, on their genome. You see what I'm saying? This is why we haven't taken the, the test in the first place, so we could patent it. So we, upon research, <laughs> upon research. Uh, I think Illumid came up with this one. He discovered through the uh, and he's in he's in the queue too. Uh, Six or nine Henry Cole. Whenever whenever y'all get to the calls, but either way, they you cannot patent regular human DNA because that's supposed to be considered a creation of God. You can patent genetically modified stuff. 
You see what I'm saying? You can patch. So that's why when they're coming up with this, this genome project in Harvard to create synthetic DNA, right, which they was already doing because they tell you that uh, there was a lot of instances where DNA has been fabricated to frame people for crimes they didn't commit. And how many brothers do we see coming home off of, off of trumped-up charges after doing 30, 40 years in prison? Okay, taking you back to Henrietta Lacks, taking you back to the situation where they have melatonin pills. They have melatonin pills, okay, that they sell on the market. Now, there's, PBS had this special where they, they did a, a, a what-if scenario in global warming, right, where rich people, because global, because the warming is, is, is warming up and all of that, you know, people need melanin. So they ran a scenario, an algorithm, where they were saying rich people will pay poor melanated people for their melanin. Pretty much you die and they take your melanin. You see what I'm saying? So that they could live. Organ harvesting. There we go. There we go. Like the boy who was found, he's from Michigan, I believe, and he was found all the way out in Cali or somewhere with all his organs missing. Yeah. Now you remember in Jersey, when the feds came down and booked like sixty some people, there was um, a, a Jewish community that got hit. A lot of rabbis got they, hit because they, they hit, they hit forty. Oh. Yes, forty-four. Um, Dick Gregory walks around with that article everywhere he goes. Said it was forty-four mm. rabbis that were implicated in the organ, har- the organ harvesting thing that they did. You know what I'm saying? So we know this is big business. You feel me? Uh, and yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I, I, I don't know what that, else. The hotbed, or rather, what is known as the headquarters of all organ harvesting, is Israel. It's, it's Israel and it's Russia, Eastern Europeans, and things of that nature. And for everybody that's familiar with the dark web. Okay, all of those dark web surfers out there, you know what those, you know what I'm saying? You know those, they got those rooms. They got those encrypted rooms. You know, we're going to get into that a little later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, open just up. Organ um, harvesting, I just want to I say. I did, I opened up Eleanor's okay. line. Peace, God. Peace, peace. What up, what up, what up, Red? What up, Blue? Peace, peace. peace I love you. What's up? Salam alaikum. Salam alaikum, bro. Alaikum salam. Alaikum salam. I'm tuned in. Why up? Y'all hear y'all going in, man. You know, I mean, we, I just seen an article the other day with a brother over in uh, Africa that was uh, trying to create a computer using actual human brains. You saw that, right? <laughs> crazy. Yeah, this is my question that I got for African Americans. Cause somebody call, they gotta call niggas on their arrogance, man. What is what is it about Africans and shanty towns that niggas in New York can't catch up to? I'll tell you what it is. I know off the rip. Yeah. It's a distraction. So it's the level of distraction. Yeah. You see, over here, brothers have to contend with 
Instagram looking at booty models all day. You know what I'm saying? They got uh, they got to deal with being chased I'm by the cops. Yeah. yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? It is. You know what I'm saying? That's encryption night. Uh, you got to remember, like, you got to remember back in the day, like, growing up, think about it, 80s, 70s, 90s, right? To see that on demand, you would have, number one, it wasn't out there like that, or you just had to have a crazy porn stash, which means you either had to spend a lot of money on magazines or a lot of money on no. videos. Not only that. That wasn't readily I remember, and I, I explain to people all the time, when I was growing up, it was specific. You had Ebony A's, you had Vanessa Del Rio, you had Heather Hunter, you know what I'm saying? And like six others. Right. It was a starting right. five, man. Team was a starting five. Shit is a league now. Was, yeah, they rotated them. Rotisserie. Yo, right. I come from the era where... <laughs> I come from the era where we knew all of the bad shorties in East Borough by name. Mm. What project they lived in, what floor on the project, just in case you had to, you know, you had to get on your MacGyver <laughs> shit to go see them. <laughs> come on, son. Like, like niggas will risk their life. Niggas would go to, um, what's that shit that, uh, what's the name of the niggas, bro? Um, Fetty Wap. <laughs> Trenton. Yeah, I remember because dudes used to, they used to meet shorty the sensations. sensations. Yeah, and then they got to go see a shorty up in um, Newark and all of that, risking their life and all that. You know what I mean? Like, this shit was serious. Now you can go on ID. Right. Yo, who cloned them? That's what I want to talk about one day. Who cloned the bad shorties? They were like urban legends. Niggas would go out of town and be like, yo. There's this chick in Greensboro named Nicole. She didn't even have a nickname. She was an urban legend. Yo, son, she was bad to death. It's Nicole with the, um, she be wearing the sky blue uh, Jordans, the, the, the Carolinas. Now right. it's just, that shit is not even, I don't, like, what is the criteria now? Well, you know, I'll tell you something like this. I, I got one of my peoples, he Dominican, and he say that, the Dominicans mastered, you know, the butt augmentation and the plastic surgery joint. And yes. one of the doctors yes. have a famous saying that he, in the next generation of women, is going to be even crazier. Now, a lot of people don't realize that a lot of the butt augmentation stuff was happening in the 90s. That's actually old technology. Um, because yep. I remember in 2003, the Source magazine came out with an article on it, and it was talking about how that was going down in the 90s. And this old lady who was like a, like oh, a booty on, model somebody. video fixing in the 90s said that that's what they was doing as well. That was a big secret. So what you have is this generation, what is it, Y, uh, which is the, you know, the ones that's born in the 2000s and all yeah, that, yeah. The, uh, the 90s or whatever. Yeah. So, 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 you know, it's just the women look a certain way, and once they start augmenting their bodies, you know, genetic, you know, genes are passed down. The memory of these things are passed down genetically, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm just saying real quick, not to get too far off point, my point is the distractions that African-American uh, men face versus when they just in the shanty towns, like they hungry, they need tech, so they dumpster dive and putting stuff together and coming up with technology that they can, you know, utilize to make their lives better. Same thing could go with brothers is brilliant here as well. It's just that the distractions is enormous because not only that, 
you now got to think about being up on your sneaker game. So you got to know about every pair of Jordans that's coming out. You see what I'm All saying? Right. Every pair. No, no disrespect yeah. to any of my brothers in the shanty towns who came out of this. Somebody's phone has a little bit of um, noise on it. If someone is moving around with a headpiece, it's picking up. Um, what about, no disrespect to the brothers from the shanty towns that come out of, um, quote, unquote, what they perceive as third world countries. I'm not taking shots. But I want to make an analysis, and I want, to make, I want to do a comparison. Let's just say that the brothers who we see in abundance in America who are of the homeless population, right, <clears throat> those who are living without, they're not, necess- they're not necessarily consumed with the distractions. They're not caught up with, you know, what happened on the latest episode of Love and Hip Hop with Stevie J and these niggas. You know, they, they don't know when the new Red Bottoms drop. You know, they don't know they don't know what a Jordan three is, right? What about those niggas? You know what I'm saying? Who are like veterans and shit? You know, they they're not dumb. They have intelligent people of the homeless population. Basically, living in America with access to multiple resources, if they dumpster dive in America, chances are they'll pull up some more shit than somebody in Tanzania dumpster diving. And they still are not developing, you know, technologies and creations and utilizing the scientific and the mathematical brain that we see that our brothers in the continent are demonstrating that they have naturally. Like, these niggas is geniuses. So the arrogance of the African-American when he feels like he's going to go to Africa to save someone. This this arrogance, like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're we going to go to Africa and make it pop. And they're really making it pop. You two know. points. There's two points to that. On one end, I was I, I keep up with the survival community as well, the prepper community, um, you know what I mean? And they say all the time that the people that's ahead of the curve are the homeless people. So they say that. Homeless people know how to survive where in which people who are not homeless don't in this country. So they're saying, so they be, they post a lot of articles showing things that homeless people do to survive that will be very, very beneficial in the future uh, when shit hit the fan, right? Now, another no the, another element to that is the fact that I've seen an article where this homeless guy racked up $100,000 in fines from the from the police from being booked for being homeless, so I think that's some stuff there. But then also, uh, you're dealing with a situation where in those other towns, in those shanty towns in third world countries, the government has largely forgotten about them, so they're really out of sight, out of mind. You see what I'm saying? So they they don't necessarily have the same type of government oppression. Not giving an excuse for brothers over here. I'm just saying when we look in, and when we compare and contrast these elements, um, we can start to see why the brothers in on the continent are very innovative. And, and I, again, I just think it's, uh, you know, uh, there's, there's, this is a first-world country, and it's going to go, it's going to fall to a third-world country because if it wasn't for quantitative easing, things would have crashed a long time ago. But because they kept doing Q, Q1, QE1, 2, 3, and 4, and all that quantitative easing, they pretty much delayed the inevitable. You see what I'm saying? So 
that's why a lot of, uh, of you know, innovation that could take place from brothers that's in those types of positions, you know, would be able to do, but they're just not able to do because the oppression is so strong in this country that it's 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 amazing how strong the oppression is. But you're right, though. I was talking about this on my show last night about, you know, some of the phenomenal things brothers is doing over there. And the only thing that really African-American brothers or brothers from America can offer is the the swag. Uh, sorry to say it like that. Please don't get mad at me, people. But the fact is that the black man in America is in control of pop culture. And that's the number one export that the United States have is entertainment via hip-hop, which is pop culture. You see what I'm saying? So what well, I think brothers need to, you know, take what you got and link mm-hmm. with the brothers on the other on the, on the other side of the ocean. And, uh, you know, because they got the resources that you need to come up. Akon, you know, he's been telling brothers, look, you know, and he's, he, he's an African that caught on. You know what I mean? Sign Lady Gaga. You know what I mean? He was doing his thing over here. He's out there. He's out there eating. You see what I'm saying? He's telling right. brothers come over there. You know what I mean? And the type of innovation that Africa has been creating, I, for instance, people got to really pay attention because look at Wakanda and 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 this Marvel Universe thing that's going on with uh with T'Challa. You know they wasn't going to make a Black Panther movie until everybody start asking for one. You see, <laughs> and when they decided to make it, when you start looking into the character, you start to realize that this character is the most dynamic character in the entire uh, Marvel Universe. He's the wealthiest, and he created his own science uh, based on, it's called Shadow Something, and he, he pretty much merges spirituality with technology, you see, which is what's going to be necessary to defeat any AI. And defeating AI is very important because even Elon Musk, the co-founder of PayPal and the creator of Tesla, is putting money into figuring out a way to beat artificial intelligence. Must be done. So so there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of things going on in that regard to, you know, the technological advances that's taking place because also the mineral that they made the shield out of, that Captain America shield in the comics. I know they got something different for the movies, but in the comics it's made of vibranium, and vibranium is found in Wakanda, you see? So that's, that, that's showing you that the, the new technology will be made from minerals found in Africa, okay? Just like Coltan. Coltan is coming out of the uh, various places in Africa, you understand what I'm saying? And it's so in the, it's so much in abundance to the Africans don't really even know the right price to set for these things because they're giving it to Europeans for dirt cheap. You see? So one thing that brothers can benefit, because I'm a strong advocate in, in uh, you know, in abandoning brothers, abandoning America and, and heading over to Africa. That, you know, that's just me personally. I'm, I'm slated to go out there at the end of this year you know what I'm saying, to start touching ground, make a headway, make making certain deals and stuff like that, me and my squad, uh, because uh, if you're not ready to take America over and fight with blood for it, I suggest you just bounce because that's what it's going to come to here. You know what I'm saying? And we already fought one civil war, and I don't think Brothers is ready for that. They're not built for that because if you're scared to tell the judge they ain't got jurisdiction, 
you ain't, you ain't got enough heart to stand up to uh, the hordes and hordes of white males uh, united with one white fish, one pink fish. They've united all of the white supremacist organizations. I don't think anybody understands that. They were just as fragmented as the black community, right? And they've united. And if you don't think that the the general white community is going to get behind them in a time of conflict, you're sadly mistaken. They have Ferguson to look at. They have the Baltimore riots to look at. They have the L.A. riots to look at. We have an enormous amount of history that we can look at where you got your Anglo folks looking at it and you got us looking at the situation, think for a second that mainstream white America won't jump behind their radicals if it really come down to that because it just comes to the point where you got to pick a side. And I know this. I just want to say this and I'm going to digress. I, I know this for a fact because keeping up with the prepper community, they tell you all the time. I even got a book that talk about the safest locations in time when shit hit the fan, how, you know, where to go. And they say as much as people want to be egalitarian and say, you know, we're all equal, people are going to go with their instincts and pick the side of choosing their own kind, okay? That's what they're going to do. And they tell people, don't if you're white, don't get caught in the black community, and if you're black, don't get caught in the white community. Facts. That's when the whole race thing kicks in. That's when the whole, you know, it's us against them thing kicks in. Keep in mind. What you've already seen, not only does the Trump thing show you it, but Trump came after the police made their presence known, all right? The phantom minister, they bossed up. The Trayvon Martin was a ritual, February 2012. That was one of your 2012 rituals. George Zimmerman was just selling the gun. You niggas have failed in that aspect. You're done. You got to pay for that one. You didn't do what's supposed to be done, all right? That nigga's a he. It, this is the this is he's a Sith Lord now, okay? So they're not playing, like you said. They're gonna get behind their armies. They're gonna get, but they got behind. What the fuck? Like Supernova when he did the interview, he said that the the white supremacists, it is in their doctrine, it is in their bylaws to become part of the armed services, and then. After armed services, what is the routine? You go into law enforcement, but you start out white supremacy, part of your gang, your clique. You go and get your training. You get some kills under your belt. You, you cut your teeth in Iraq or wherever, you know, killing sand niggas. Then you come back into the States and kill niggas because it's a cycle. It's a crusade. It's still part. You're still putting in work for what? The cross and the crown. It's all the mm-hmm. crusade. still Inquisition. It's still crusader. It's still those German... Um, German tribes, right? The German tribe, the Aryans, the Visigoths, the the, the uh, offspring of the Austrians, Hold the Ostrogoths. Yeah. Nobody tells them the majority of Europeans in this country are German descent. Mm-hmm. They have no English, idea. English English is, is is a German language. It comes from Old Germanic. But keep in mind, they've only been given the German story from the Hitler perspective, from Nazi Germany. They don't know what the Germanic tribes are. They don't know who the barbarians are. They don't know that the Germans toppled the Romans. Mm-hmm. These were these were the ones coming out of the forest. And Game of Thrones, when they talk about the, the winters coming in that, that, that tribe of the nomadic, the wildlings, but before after, before, the ones that the wildlings were running from 
was what? White Walkers. The White Walkers. So mm-hmm. the Wildens of the Germans, the giants, they were giants, they were barbaric, they were rapists, they were sodomizers, they ate you on the battlefield, they tore people's, you know, they wore people's skin, you know what I mean? They, they would scalp you and wear capes made out of the um, Moorish skin and things of that nature. They carried the skulls around. These were your vandals, barbaric. They toppled the whole goddamn Europe and put in the Dark Ages. The Moors came. That's who they knocked down. When the Moors got knocked down 800 years later, it was the Germanic tribes joined with the Spaniard tribes, joined with the Franciscan or Franks. You know what I'm saying? The descendants of Charles Hammer, of Charles Martel, the Hammer and all of them. So they created Christian Dome, which was Voltron on you niggas. That's Voltron. Christian Dome is Voltron of the European side. They consolidated the fist. So these white supremacist groups all abide by different – it's the same thing as the Europeans over there. They were tribally going to war with each other. Then they clicked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. It's the same, same thing is, uh, is shown in uh, – you ever see Arthur? Yes. Where they had the, uh, the different Germanic uh, tribes right there. It was uh, – Rome was leaving – uh, Brittany, and we know now that uh, they're having an issue over there now. They're mad because the education system has has had to change uh, its uh, position on when Africans arrived in that region, and it is known that they arrived there before the Germanic tribes. You know, so it's all coming out, and Absolutely. even in the vid. Yeah, the video game, Assassin's Creed, they're beginning to introduce Moorish concepts and Moorish history through the, through the realm of the video game, which is something the Moors, you know, Tariq Nashi, shout out to him with the app that he has with the Moorish game. But there's so many other stories to be told that Moors or Moorish affiliates or Moors could outsource and hire those animators Stories got to be told. Why not? Why not tell it through the Oculus Rift or through Xbox 360 and all of these other things through your iPhone app? Everything is augmented now. So we live in. You, you mentioned augmented earlier, Cheyenne. We live now in a in a in a time where you'll be able to tell these wonderful epic tales. These this timeline. We'll be able to give out the true history in augmented reality. In virtual, like you'll you'll be inside of that shit. Yeah, you know, just like you got Assassin's Creed that's coming out. They're making the movie from that, and um, it's about the Inquisition. You know what I mean? In Spain, with Michael Fassbender. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, you know, no, I agree that the stories need to be told. We need to jump into those technologies again. You know, it's all about uh, brothers' level of dedication. You know what I'm saying? And um, you got a lot of there's just a lot of residue from slavery that still hasn't been dealt with. You see what I'm saying? And that's why I always advocate that brothers really get situated with this Moorish identity. Uh, you know, I know you, your audience is more diverse in that regard where you got some who may not agree with the Moorish identity. But, you know, I had we had Dana Reynolds, uh, Mar, Marnish, on the show, a uh, scholar. She wrote, you know, a letter and forward in Ivan Van Sertima's book. And she pretty much corroborates and confirms everything that we've been saying. And, uh, you know, it's a very good show. I welcome anybody to check that out. I hope y'all got a chance to check it out because, you know, she was going in. She dropped some very, very, very poignant bars in regards to 
our identity. You know, we, we can go back thousands of years, absolutely, but, you know, we don't have to in order to substantiate what we need to do for today and how we need to get that done, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely agree uh, that there's a, there's a certain level of spirituality that is inherent in technology in and of itself. It can just take you through the etymological um, the, etymolo- the etymologies of these words. Like, for instance, when you look at the word uh, media, etymologically it's going to take you back to medium, and that means a person who conveys spiritual messages. And when you, go, when you look up the word demon, etymologically it means your fortune or lot in life, uh, which also goes back to the word algol, which is the root word for algorithm. You see what I'm saying? And algol is an Arabic word that it got out of the Moors got from the Moors, you see what I'm saying? So, and then the numbering system uh, comes from the Moors, you know what I mean? The Arabic numerals, uh, one through nine, you see what I'm saying? And this, and, and, and before the Moors created, the, they didn't create the zero, but they found the zero, the cipher zero, you know? So uh, none of this type of yeah, stuff would be people, possible. Yeah, let's speak on it. They really don't realize how long the zero has been out of circulation. And it recently was re-implemented by Moors, you know what I'm saying, or who like they, they like to just attribute it in history as a quote-unquote Arab. But these Europeans, these Romans, they wasn't fucking with the zero. They had no concept of divinity on that level. So they didn't see the zero. And that's deep when I found that out. Well, you know, like, again, uh, with Dana Reynolds was on the show, the Moors are composite of Berbers and Arabs. You know what I mean? And that, like, for instance, the West Africans, like, in the Songhai, uh, they call, they identify, they say they're Arabs. If you, you go to Senegal, or you go to any West African country, especially the ones that are Muslim, you find Brothers Dawkins and all of us on the, on the line, they call themselves Arabs. Uh, the Mandinka, which we know Kunta Kente was from, which I'm actually, is one of the tribes I'm descended from, and a lot of brothers from America descended from that particular tribe. There's a lot of others as well, but the Mandinka, uh, they say that they're old Persians. You know what I'm saying? That they're old Persians. This is the line of Abu Bakari, uh, Mansa Musa. You know what I'm saying? They, that's, you know, and then when you look at the DNA, what's funny is um, when you look at the DNA, uh, you know, a lot of people, they say, oh, you know, the DNA's fake, whatever, whatever. Listen, if you don't have the labs, you can't dispute until you get the labs. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we just got to go off this data for now. And the data shows, like, for instance, half of the brothers in America are R1B, which is Tut's haplogroup. group. Half of them is E1B, uh, E1B, 1A, which is Ramesses III's haplogroup, group, right? But the E1B1A uh, haplogroup, uh, haplogroup E in and of itself, it splits off into E1B1 and E1B1A and other couple and, and a couple of other E's, right? They come from Arabia. They come from Arabia. Y chromosome-wise, okay? Uh, so what you see is the, hap- the, the bloodlines travel out of Africa on the y- this is the Y system I'm talking about because you got L0, L1, L2, and L3. I've got an L3 maternal line, which is one of the only lines to leave Africa and populate the rest of the world because the other races come from the mutation out of the mitochondrial DNA, not out of the Y. Now, like I said, E, 
which splits up into North Africa, West Africa, and East Africa, right, comes from Arabia. You know what I'm saying? All you got to do is look at the genetic migration map, and, and it'll break it down for you. So, you know, um, no tribe in Africa is where they were originally from. And then there's, there's a video on YouTube of this brother from Senegal, uh, from the Morad Brotherhood, and he breaks down how even to this day Africans are constantly migrating through and throughout the continent. You know what I'm saying? So that's just an African thing to to be a nomad, to travel, you know, incessantly. So, you know, it's it's when we when we start discussing our true identity and things, there's some things we gotta come to grips with that we may not like, you know what I'm saying? And and it's like when we when we think it's 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 sort of like how we identify things. You know, when someone says Arab we automatically think of someone who looks like who they may show us as an Arab that lives today. When in fact, uh, they have people that look over there just like you and I. They never left. They're still there. You see what I'm saying? And they've traveled all over the world as well. And again, I, uh, Arabia is about as far from Africa as Philly is to New York. You know you see what I'm saying? It's a trip across the Red Sea. You know, on that show with uh, Sister Monique, she pointed out that. Uh, what is known as Mizraim was in Arabia uh, geographically. You know that was uh, that was like a, a highlight. I thought when she when she started discussing that. The, you know what you're saying is real significant because I, I was listening there earlier and I heard you brothers talking about the um, the AI that is being programmed with the white supremacist mentality, which is you know this is going back to the similar issues because the AI is going to make decisions on a racial profile that that's being uh, coded into its intelligence. And it's going to function similarly to how humans function. You know what I'm saying? And a person functions with these identity terms based on their understanding of the term. You know what I'm saying? So I, yeah, I thought that 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 was real. That was real significant. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, you but also um, have you also have Bina, either is Bina forty two or forty eight, which is the um actual the talking artificial intelligence um humanoid that they are now introducing to the public when they have been, you know, Biden has been around for a minute. And, uh, you know, they said she got the sassiness and all of that of a sister. You know what I mean? She, they, they, they interviewed the sister right before her transition, and they got a lot of documented, you know, material, and they asked all type of questions, and they upload all of that to this computer, her consciousness into this computer. So this computer now is a prototype of her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? State versus Soto was one of the racial profiling cases in Jersey back in like 2000. Was one of the uh, one of the major ones. And what came out in that case was that when they were when they were training, and they're still doing this today, when they were training the uh, state police officers, uh, what they would do is they would they would give them uh, reading materials that would show 
uh, photos of black males as the criminal, and they would have to watch video simulations or actual videos where the criminal is always a black male. You know, so this <laughs> this is the same uh, formula they're getting ready to make artificial. <laughs> it's deep. And actually, right now, there's certain criminal justice systems across the country that have computer uh, automated systems that determine whether or not uh, a person is going to be released on parole and, and, and things of that nature. And they probably even release dates. Who knows? But them. But yeah, I've definitely heard about the um, the parole issues though. And the phone systems are AI. You have to speak into the phone and have to identify your voice, right? You're basically talking to a, a AI interface anytime that you make a call. You know what I mean? The shit is crazy. Like if if, you, if the tone of your voice doesn't match what it has on record, it won't even bring. It won't put out the call. You know, so now, so everyone is um, voice, the voice recognition on all of their, quote, unquote, all of the inmates, you know what I'm saying, all of their test subjects, for that matter, you know, now they have the voice recognition on it that the AI has identified. So now they'll be able to identify you through your voice. My thing with the AI is this. <clears throat> what, you know, I see the silver lining in the whole situation where the programmers of AI would definitely have to just program it with ultimate truth. You know, when you're able to program AI with the truth to say, look, this way the case out, you know, who is the person who is the biggest threat to the planet? Because they're programming you to, to make it seem like we are the biggest threat, but you could program the AI to show it, you know, that there's a threat to not only it, but the planet and all kind of other things. And then there's the people who have distorted history and switched up a lot of things and were, very deceptive, you know. Other than that, you know, they're going to be creating something that will have adverse effects on you. But the same way that they can pro- program artificial intelligence is definitely the same way that we could program artificial intelligence. So being that it exists, what it is is showing you, family, those of you who understand what you're seeing, is that the playing field the level, the, 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 is leveled up. This shit done leveled up. It's virtual, it's augmented, it's AI, it's bots out there, like shit crawling all over. You probably have no idea. But um, you know, I wanna, I wanna make one more point, and I know, yeah. and I, I possibly want to talk about some possible solutions if y'all got the time. But I just wanna, I wanna make this, I, I wanna make this point right here real quick because this I think brings a lot of it home. If certain things transpire where the reset button is set before they get to get all this technology out, um, then, you know, we we will have to, you know, if we're dealing with a post-apocalyptic situation and things, economic collapse or something else happens, then we'll have to come back from certain errors, you know what I mean? We can get thrust back into the 1800s very quickly, you understand? But this Mm -hmm. is what's key, too. The gender war and subsequently the the conflict between quote-unquote black men and women, Um, if the people who say they want to keep black love alive and make it work and make it strong, you have to be very serious about that 
specifically because all of this stuff is a, is a, the the problems that exist. This stuff wouldn't flourish if there was harmony between man and woman. Okay, and the mm-hmm. reality is they have the technology of the artificial womb that's coming out, and they also have the robotic woman that's coming out. Now you can check the movies Her, and you can check the movies Ex Machina, and there's a Ex couple Machina. of other ones mm-hmm. that's out there, and essentially what's taking place is as, as 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 if men and women particularly cannot get along right and and and, and go back to a a mutual beneficial thing um they will utilize they they're crafting the artificial womb and this is bringing in the whole transgender situation is cursor for transhumanism okay the merger and nanotechnology and ai all of these elements merge to make the perfect transhumanistic situation, which is the merger of organic biological material with computerized machinery. That's where we're headed. So if you don't want that future, then there needs to be some things that are addressed immediately so that some type of reconciliation between the sexes, in particular black men and women, uh, need to, whatever they need to do, they need to patch that up because that's where the technology is going, and technology exists to solve problems. So if you got problems where in which, um, you know, because, again, you got the, the white man has lost, the move, has, has lost his movement airing the white woman out. Uh, for lack of better words, you know, we're using white, whatever, whatever. Uh, he got his MGTOW thing and he got the MRA thing. You see what I'm saying? Men going their own way. And I always bring this up all the time because a lot of people don't understand the gravity of it, that you now have the white male complaining and exposing and bringing up whatever he wants to bring up about the white female. And what they're saying is we embrace the technology. We do not want to go back to traditionalism. Um, and they're gaining traction. They call it around the Anglosphere. They're gaining traction all over the world with men of all over the world with different communities, Indian men, so on and so forth. And they're saying we want, we want the tech. We want the robotic women, and we want the artificial wombs. So, and they're already developing the artificial womb and perfecting it inside of Japan, where Japan's birth rate has dropped enormously because they're just not making babies. And they got this culture of men called herbivores who are not even, and they're not gay or nothing. They're just not interested in women. They want to play video games all day and uh, other things, you know, to pique their interest. Put that gel in their so head. my point is, that's where it's headed to, transhumanism. Transgender stuff is a precursor to that. Don't be blinded by that. That's a precursor to full-out transhumanism where in which, Man merges biological organic material with computerized machinery. And Thanks. if we don't want to go there as a, as a people, as a planet, the only other way you can go is uh, uh, you can have tech, but you have to develop your spirituality at a level that decreases a certain level of this dependence on it. So you can see this dynamic with Iron Man and Thor. You see? So the comics are, are developed to show you ideas, possibilities, different things like that. 
So I just wanted to put that out there because that's a major piece to all of this stuff that's going on. Uh, those technologies that we discussed are specifically there to cause further division and, 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 and you know, destroy humanity as we know it. And they call this the next step in evolution, merging man with machine. I just want to put that out there. Vader. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Luke too, when he lost his arm or his hand. Um, Bucky. Bucky. Yeah. Yeah. He had the he had the machinery arm, the the you know the metal arm. That what's my man uh, named Batman? The whole cyborg. Cyborg. Yeah. yeah, Batman versus Superman. Yeah, he's cyborg. You know what I'm saying? He cyborg. Got that yeah, the whole the whole cyborg agenda is being implemented um, by way of transhumanism and, you know, their plans to exclude neuter, you know, neuter, neuter gender altogether. But they like, exactly. you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. we got we to gotta factor in the uh, resurrection from the dead, exploitation, the zombie flow. Um. We got the uh, what's it, Gotham? Gotham showing uh, resurrection from the dead. Uh, hey, for, didn't for didn't, weapon, didn't for they put a study out? They just the study that's going to allow people, scientists, to uh, play with reanimating brains, reanimating mm-hmm. dead people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and, and the proper community. The zombie apocalypse is real. They take that very serious, Davey. I'm telling you, like, they don't put this stuff on TV for no reason. You see what I'm saying? Everything is to put is, is put on there to desensitize you to the idea. They've already had this type of technology. There's a movie that's, that came out in the U.K. that showed that uh, the military was testing some type of weapon that caused people to turn into zombies. You know, I know Neil deGrasse said it's not possible, but it is possible. Uh, you don't have to be... Listen, man. I'm just saying, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot that's going on, and we need to be up on. We need to be. We need to prepare for a lot of different things if you're serious about it. Some people look at it like, look, we all gonna die one day. So hey, when it's my time to go, I'm just gonna go. Some of us, everybody, you know, got a little bit more fighting us. You know what yes, I mean? everybody, please put your phone on mute when the speaker is speaking, because somebody's phone wants to get. It's my phone. My bad. Feedback. Yeah. Definitely. Now, nah, brother, you you on point with that. Um, of course, this will be the next question to follow up on that. You know, with everything that has been said, with all of the challenges that await us, which, you know, have awaited us many other times. You know, I can recall having conversations such as this on many occasions through different cycles, you know. My question to you would be, with an opportunity, because I see things as opportunities, with an opportunity such as this facing our people on not just a nationwide or a city scale, but on a global scale, what is it that we can do as technology implementers? Because, like you said, technology is simply solving a problem. People look at physical hardware technology, not realizing that mental technology precedes that. So when you're building and you're coming up with ways and algorithms to solve problems, 
boom, that's where the power rests in. So as big as the problem is as big as the solution. So we're at the time. Now, you know, no, you you remember you brought up Game of Thrones earlier, right? Now Littlefinger, yes, he the one that set off the whole the whole thing, right? He says yeah, that chaos is the ladder. Okay, now you climb to the top through, through the chaos. Chaos yes. is your ladder. You see what I'm saying? I know that all so, too well. This is an opportune time for us to come up, but there's, a, there's no one-size-fits-all solution. It's a multi-tiered solution. The first thing I would say is we have to psychologically break the chains of slavery uh, and subject and, and servitude. And that, to me, on an intimate level, I know personally, and I know the same for El Amir, it's a lot with the identity. A lot of people don't look at that as a spiritual uh, a spiritual. Uh, situation and that that's pretty much wizardry and sorcery being worked on you because power, a lot of people define power as the ability to define someone else's reality and have them accepted as their own. So the reality is that we're, no matter how much we think we embrace a certain identity, we need to connect with an identity which is essentially choosing a character that allows us to put ourselves in a superior position or equal footing with our opposition. Uh, I'll give you a clear, a clear example. During the passing of the 13th Amendment, the discussion was, what is the status of the Negro? He's neither, he's neither slave, he's free. Free is not really a status. Uh, they sought to then say, what rights did he have before slavery? If they could find those rights inside of uh, the common law of England, then he could have those rights today. If he didn't have those rights then, then he's not going to have any of those rights now. The Moors are in treaties with them having those rights going all the way back to the 1500s, 1600s, and they recognize the rulers of Morocco as the rulers of all of West Africa. That's very key because it doesn't matter which. I'm just saying pick a character in the movie that gives you an equal footing. You understand that a lot of people may feel however they feel about it, but that's my suggestion on that end. That is very instrumental to freeing up how you think, because if you still look at these people as the authorities, then I know look, you're still yeah. a slave because they don't have authority. You know what look, I'm saying? all roads so lead to Wakanda. One. Yeah, I'm T'Challa. Right. Movie, God damn it. <laughs> there you go. That. You know, get on your sovereignty flow. Get Become T'Challa, and that's my challenge, too. Your brothers, you got to get on some superhero stuff. It's time. Y'all will talk about comedic, hey rule, super hey rule. You got to become a superhero in this script. And I would suggest, uh, aside from the identity, dealing with the identity crisis, I would say change the diet up, work out, get in shape, yeah, learn goodness. various different martial arts skills. Uh, yes, whether you got felonies or not, deals with Scott. I didn't mean to over talk you, pardon me. What you were saying? No, nah, I said the fitness, you know, the fitness. Like, I know you're about to lead into the whole firearms and, and, and you know, just learning, you know what I'm saying? Become a warrior all right. around, period. Right. There you go. Get on your warrior flow, man. Get up, you, you know, become, you got to become the, a superhero. The, this day, is what it's the take. day after I seen T'Challa, my dude, I hit the gym, and I, I haven't been out of there ever since. <laughs> yeah, you know this. Real. He was the only one that was busting Bucky ass. He was the only one that was giving Bucky the business. The business. 
You know what I'm saying? So it was on site. I would definitely. Mm-hmm. He was he was going there with Bucky without the suit. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I would say definitely, you know, work on you gotta be in peak physical condition. You got to trans you gotta transform your body. Your our bodies can do amazing things. You know what I'm saying? I started getting on my regiment, you know what I mean? I'm I'm stepping it up. I'm not perfect in that area, but I'm just saying these are things we need to do as men because these are things that used to be in place for us when we were in power. You have to be in peak physical condition. There's no reason for us to not be. If you're not, hey, just jump on your job. That's all it is. We have to take that into consideration. As far as that as well, we have to learn various different martial arts. You, some of the ones that I recommend that I'm starting to take courses in is you got your Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You definitely want to take boxing. You definitely want to learn this Filipino knife fighting thing. It's very effective. Uh, it's, a, it's a very, I, I forget the name of it, uh, but just type of Filipino knife fighting when you want to search for it and it comes up. Um, so I would suggest that. I would definitely suggest learning uh, various survival training skills and stuff like that, archery, all that type of stuff. And I would definitely suggest you learn about sustainability, learn your carpentry, learn how to build homes, learn how to do these things. I know it's a lot, but it, it doesn't defeat the fact that if you're caught in a situation you don't know how to do those things, you can't say it's anybody's fault other than the fact that you just don't got the knowledge and skill to do these things. And once you start putting this stuff in the context, you'll realize how much time you don't have to fuck with distractions and playing around with stuff. You know what I mean? I would also say we have to learn coding. That is the, whether things go south or not, technology is going to be there. And you have to know computer language. It's here. It's it's available. We have to grab that up because like you were saying with the tech, now tech is a tool. So it's all about what it's used for. You know, and this is what we see with all of the things that have come into existence. If you use it for evil, it will produce evil. It's all about the intent of the person using the tool. You see what I'm saying? And I would also say, you know, Get all your spiritual, uh, whatever type of flow you got. You know, I'm particularly Muslim. If I'm, I'm taking, I'll take the Sufi path to get to the highest levels of that. Other people could do whatever they ever, whatever they're gonna do. But definitely get on, you know, your spiritual ascension activity because that's the only thing. The internal biological technology must be activated to compete with the artificial intelligence. Uh, and they say that we can never compete with the artificial intelligence because they have electrical impulses, so it's a shorter distance between them sending signals. And they say because humans have chemical releases, which is slower than an electrical impulse. But I think that's hogwash because our bodies still send electrical impulses as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, you know, my whole point is learning all these things and putting it together, putting it into a gumbo situation because – you know, uh, if you're in a hand-to-hand combat situation, you know, look at look at a lot of these situations with these cops. We had a we had a brother in Murakush who he caught he beat two felony assault charges on cops. They tried to arrest him on mistaken identity. He didn't fight them or beat them up, but because he knew he, he practices what um he's a, a taekwondo uh, expert, black belt and that. He was able to maneuver to where they just couldn't hit him. And they got mad and charged him with assault. Even though he didn't hit them, he just put on some evasive maneuvers. It was the same thing that Michael J. White did. So I'm just saying, when it, you know, when you look at what's going on in Russia, you look at these other places, these guys are training, man. You know what I mean? So there's all these different levels, I would say, 
brothers need to deal with. And one thing to sum it all up, you need to link with your other brothers. You need to find land. 40 acres is 25 city blocks. I would personally suggest you get out of the inner cities. The death traps waiting to happen. You know, brothers need to do that. Is for the brothers who want to, for those who know and are listening. If you want to stay here, those of like minds, y'all got to get together. Y'all need to use the law, put your economics together, get you some land, hold down your fort. Uh, or for the brothers who like, nah, I'm just going to divest. Africa is the spot. You know, you can go to South America, do your thing too, but Africa's on the come up. You got plenty of Europeans and Asians going there to make their millions and all that stuff. Africa's on the come up. So that's what I would say is a quick, you know, rundown on various solutions to countering this problem, as well as something that I picked up from uh, uh, from uh, uh, Ampu and uh, Minister Jew and those guys is programming your thoughts and your memories so that you can influence your, you know, and, and, and really when you really dig into it as well, when you read all the self-help books, when you look at what these entrepreneurs and these gurus are telling you, it's the same thing that the ancient principles told you about your thoughts having lives of their own and programming your thoughts and changing your thoughts to be more positive so that you can attract more positive things to you. That's very vital as well because we all we all uh, possess certain capabilities to draw to us that which we project, project when we think about it. So I also thought that was the Absolutely. But, and let me tell you, mm-hmm. I, I'm reminded myself, you know, I was all the way keyed in last year when I was on my super, super Saiyan regimen, you know what I'm saying? But getting back in the gym reminds me that if you start it off like that, you know what I mean, and, and you really to that place where you get to know yourself, your mind starts operating on different cylinders, and you really start creating your reality. It becomes so easy, like everything just conforms in your path when you have because you're raising your magnetism and you're raising that electrical current through your body, so you really got things working for you. And I think that it's imperative, you know, in the family, the only way that you're going to know about this is if you get to it yourself. You know what I'm saying? got to challenge yourself. you got to put yourself through it. got to find your threshold and push yourself a little bit past that. And then, you know, you're going to start commanding the elementals in, in your circumference to bend to your will, you know, because this, this garden thing, it begins and it ends with you. You ain't going to be the sovereign over nobody else, the overlord over no one else, your overlording is your higher over your lower. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. It's about you getting into that place where you activate your superpowers. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the priest. That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. You know, this is... about the, um, the, uh, the AI... You know, with the uh, whether or not the uh, humans can compete with it. That uh, that one article I was talking about with the brother in Nigeria that wants to use human brains. <laughs> it says it said that uh, Google, Facebook, and IBM have all gone all in on brain-like computers that promise to emulate the mind of a human. The ability to learn and recognize patterns is viewed as a key next step in the evolution of AI. But Oshirinoyo Agabe believes the brain-like processors are missing one key p- component, 
actual brains or at least living neurons. His startup called Kiku, which just completed a stint at the biotech accelerator Indie Bio, suits itself as the first and only company on the planet building chips with biological neurons. Rather than simply mimic brain function with chips, Agave hopes to flip the script and borrow the actual material of human brain human brains to create the chips. He's integrating lab grown neurons onto computer chips in effort to make them much more powerful than the standard silicon forebears. And uh y'all can check that out. That's an article called Meet Ashagabe, the Nigerian scientist who is building a computer made of human brains. So in so many ways you you got a whole continent filled of king of T'Challa's. You you understand what I'm trying to say? There's a whole world out there, family, of Wakanda. The Wakanda is Africa when you go and make it that. That's the advantage that you got over the continental African. You're the magical Negro. You're the more. So you go back home and you work that shit. Those those are scientists over there. The reason why they lacking. It's because, like Cheyenne said, niggas got to bring the swag. You got to import the swag. They call it on your receipt or your check. It's going to say cultural exchange. Translated yeah, you to bring the that swag. sauce home. That's that sauce. <laughs> you feel me? got to bring that. I mean, it came, they, 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 they dropped it in the movie. So symbolically what that's signifying is like KT, the arch degree, the prophet laid out. The road to Wakanda a year ago, and when and when I when I laid out the evolution will be digitized, I gave them a whole list of Africans. I'm like, yo, go find them. They're popping with the technology, like real time shit, not this play play. My man is making a computer with a neuron brain. Like, we just got to get there and we got to figure that one out. So. Remember, you could license things like this. These these things are licensable. We, we we have to investigate more of these stories, like these prodigies that keep popping up on Facebook. Who are their parents? What, what, what's the program that they use that an eight-year-old is graduating? Princeton, I need to understand this. This is some X-Men, like they're, they're putting them all into the X-Men. Because what do you think Mensa and all of these other schools are? You know, I just want to add on to what you're saying real quick. You're right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the reason brothers need to go link with them is because we know firsthand we, we have a decision to make right now. You know, yeah, things are hard on us. Some people can't pay their bills. Some people can't do this, that, and the third. And that's because it's designed that way. It's designed that way. And the reality is we cannot allow those minds and we have to stop allowing those minds to fall into the hands of the opposition who will just simply take the technology and innovation and use them for the the military-industrial complex, okay? And the reality is that uh, understand, uh, and we talked about this on my show yesterday, uh, don't laugh when we say that the brothers from America got to bring the swag over. I know a lot of people hate swag and that whole thing. I, I get it. Believe me, I get it. But the energy that we bring, we need to bring that over there because all they're doing when they get success is emulate us in the character of how we dress, how we talk, uh, the music, all of it. Remember, America's number one export 
is entertainment. And the pinnacle of entertainment is hip-hop, which is pop culture. So you got to really be, you really got to understand that. And uh, right. that's how and we, then, you know, we, yeah, we make yeah. it up. And then that goes into the conversation about where are you at in regards to that right there? Like, are you standing on the grid or that black dot where you're like, yo, hold on. We're, I, I, I'm, I have the opportunity to manipulate that culture. So by knowing that, you're like, yo, instead of getting out of America, let's utilize what we have, which is a wave in America, right? Because we could go to Africa now and we good. You could go to Africa, you're Gucci. Anywhere that you go, they're like, hold on, more than court. Indeed, indeed. Your face get, card get is your new passport. That's, huh? We get inquiries from brothers. I just had, we just had, I just had, we have brothers hit us up from Senegal. Like, that's why the Morai Brotherhood from Senegal want to link up with us because they respect to see what we're doing and they saw Moses Court. And the thing about it is they run Senegal. You can't go over there and do business unless you're going through the Morai Brotherhood. Indeed. Mm. Indeed. So, my thing would be this if we are at where the, where the headquarters of the culture is right here in New York, right? But the headquarters of black culture is in Harlem, New York, right? Mm-hmm. And then by being in Harlem, New York, and being in Brooklyn, I see that nothing is outside of it. You know, everything is. There's no degrees of separation. It's all the same pot. We're all in the same. Right. We're all in the same block. I'm on the same block that Tuffy is standing on. The same block Malcolm walked on. You know what I mean? We we're just in the same. It's the same expression. So Puffy watching you, and you're watching Puffy. So why don't we take the hip-hop in America now that we know that that speaks to the globe instead of going out to the globe to try to we speak to the globe through hip-hop, take it, take it back. If aggressive, if we got to snatch it back aggressively because, you know what I'm saying, we've, we've come to realize how really bad people have been using this, this wonderful um, tool, this technology of ours. So we take the technology back, and we or we don't take it back. We upgrade it, we disrupt it, and then we upgrade it, and we give them something that they want. The gods, yeah. they want to see the gods. I mean, come on, let's be honest. They want to see the goddesses, the gods. They want to see right going back to what they're doing with um, uh, Black Panther. Going back to what I said before, you give them, you give the people the future through film. You don't worry about building. Yo, are we gonna build a city? Brother, I don't know if it, shut up. We're going to put the city in a movie for you. We're going to put the city in virtual for you. We'll throw it in augmented. You'll get to see it. So as you see it, now everybody wants to go to Wakanda. If they had a Wakanda amusement park in fucking Rhode Island, people would travel there. If they had it, if they, if they had it in Rhodesia, if they had it in Zimbabwe, people would start booking um, flights to go there because you give it to them in film. Give them, the, give them what you got to give them. 2020 is coming. So you give the people to, by 2020 come, yeah. we need to have our kingdom built up. Yeah. I don't, Yo, I don't, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I just want to get this one piece in there to corroborate what you say. When I met with the uh, with uh, Jacque Fresco, the dude who uh, did the Venus Project that everybody saw in the zeitgeist, I met with him yeah. personally. He told me, that in order for this to happen, it has to be placed in a movie. People have to see it in a movie first. And I just want to add this. 
90% of the cast for Black Panther will be African or African American. They was not going to make that movie until people petitioned for them to do it. This is key. I believe, I stand on the fact that once that movie comes out, there will be droves and droves of people throwing money at people, brothers who want to put films together on these types of things. Tell of course. Of course. Shout out to KT. Yeah, so, I'm telling you, family. Go, go Google. Google yeah, Road to Wakanda, KT, the Ostrogree. I'm going to check that, that out. In the sure. he, he, he semi-created that wave. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. He prophesied. He put the energy in motion. He said that Chadwick was going to get the role, and he explained why, you know what I'm saying? And that's why Ch- and Chadwick got the role. Now Chadwick has a mythology, wow. a mythos centered around how he got that role. But Chadwick is mm. in possession of the DVD because, you know, we don't mutual people. So this is something that's coming from, you know what I mean, from within the camp, but at the same time, you know, we understand that the necessary, the necessity of it, because like the uh, the priesthood explains, you know, when you engage the hippocampus, you know what I'm saying, this is where creation takes place. So what we are right now in the community is a civil war because we weren't able, you know, with the time allotted to realize that, the conscious community, the whole aspect of consciousness is just one part of the equation. The second part is the subconscious. You know what I'm saying? The subconscious is actually where reality is created. You know, the conscious shit is cool for the information, but, you know, how are we actually get into these, to, to the reality, to creating our own reality? You know, what's the emphasis that we're putting on the dream realm? What's the emphasis that we're putting on symbolism or propaganda for that matter? You know, what are our propaganda machines? How are we countering the propaganda with propaganda of our own? We're not. But with this particular movie and it engaging the realms of imagination in the people now with their faculties, with their movie projectors that are within their minds and their in their minds eye, they are now able to project onto reality, you know, that which will become real. So we just got to get in where we fit in. You know, the, the, the conversation, we can't even say that it's already begun. You know what I mean? Shit, every movie I've seen since The Matrix been talking about sovereignty and nationality okay. to some respect or another. So, you know, it's been here. It's just the first time that we've seen it properly cloaked in melanin. Where now they're like, ah, I get it. That's what I think it's so, talking about. He said the he said segment. Wait, what, what what was the guys that he said? He said that. Uh, he said best and segment. Come on, B. He went in. Yeah, I don't know if I told y'all years ago. I told I I I don't I forgot which one of y'all I was talking to. I don't know if it was private or if it was on one of these type of platforms. But I told you, I said Hollywood. All will come to the to this realm for inspiration because they don't have anything else anything. to go off of. They will get. They will listen and listen. Now I signed Dave East of looking at him on YouTube. 
Jay-Z done signed a few people over doing stuff like that. Everybody is plugged into the same mechanisms, and the most creative place is coming out of this realm here. Your platform, other platforms, you know what I'm saying? What I say, what you say, what others say, I've seen it take place. I've seen these people latch onto these ideas. Look, look at Yeezy. He threw the, the Hey Ru symbol on his Yeezy sneakers. Where you get that idea from? Wasn't nobody else doing that type of stuff. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So this is the realm of where creativity happens. And I just want to say, too, uh, I saw an article that when you make a lot, and it happens with other prayers, too, when you make a lot and when you pray in general, it increased alpha brainwave activity. And your alpha brainwave activity is responsible for creativity. Mm. So, again, everybody, whether you're into your meditation, whatever you're doing, there's a lot of creativity coming out of this realm. So they, they, these guys don't got no choice. They don't got no inspiration. They're not the ones going and studying all that ancient material and, and, and regurgitating it in this type of form, in this context, and making nah, it. They listen. Not at all. That's yeah. what they're doing. Not at all. Mm-hmm. They're jacking for beats. You know, I, I promise you, yo, I promise you, like, I was pretty much known, you know, me and my brother, we, we, we a lot of people know us way before the consciousness, you know, mm-hmm. like in the streets and the clubs and the hoods and different states all over. We've been had, you know, what is known as recognition and fame. That's something that we already went through, you know, rolling with mm-hmm. Mike Tyson, all kind of people. But this is not recognition or fame that's taking place right now. This mm. is the rising. This is the pervert. If you you know if somebody is in their ego, they're in trouble. They're going to get swallowed up because they they'll think it, it's just them. No, this is the proverbial age of awakening, and you're actually seeing it. It's it's, it's proving itself to you. You're in the know now. There's no more. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you. The type of people that stop me in these streets. This is New York City. Everybody's cool in New York City. Nobody has time to stop and talk to anybody. Like dudes are not stopping trains for nobody in New York City. And I don't even. I don't even really. I don't. When I come to New York City, I, I dress a certain kind of way. Or I. Uh, I just you know I ride. I, I'm even in the V or something like that. Specifically because, you know, and, and this is this not no ego stuff. It's just facts. I, yeah. you know, you know how you be from Brooklyn, right? You know, one day I'm walking up the street. I got my hat on. I got my shades on. You know what I'm saying? You can't even tell who I am. At least I think I'm incognito. Just <laughs> being low like a Brooklyn dude would do. Dude comes up to me like, "Yo, that's you." Yo, that's you. I'm like, I'm like, oh, he trying to catch the jugs. I'm like, what you mean? What you mean? Go, what you mean? Like. I know you from some. That's you. I'm like you. Who man? What's good? Let me know what's that's good. That's the that. Exactly. Like nah, nah, from the from the moors in court. I'm like oh, man. You know. So and then one time I'm hearing I'm hearing some yardies some yardies talk about they was listening into a blog talk show. Uh, this was years ago though. They was right on no Fulton and no string. You know what I'm saying? Because at the time I was staying right over there on Pacific and, and over there by Pacific and Franklin, and. Dudes are like, yo, you know, yeah, I was listening to this Cheyenne Liberated show, man, and he was talking about this type of thing, man, you know. So I'm like, it, people don't realize 
what we're doing really has an effect. But people don't pay attention to these celebrities as they think. They're listening to these types of people. They're listening to people who have these types of things to say, okay? So I just wanted to throw that out there, uh, not that it's a competition, but just to corroborate that, yeah, man, it's an awakening, and people know where the sources of information are flowing from. Oh, oh definitely. Family, call in yeah. 347-637-2135. You got a minute left, 347-637-2135. We're going to do... We're going to get some questions from the audience. Um, we're going to do a Q&A real quick. So, 347-637-2135. You know, people often talk about quality over quantity. And I'm a firm believer in that scenario. But I'm also uh, a firm believer in the fact that we live in an age and a time with quantity as well as quality, but definitely quantity is a a, a formula that has been proven time after time after time after time to be a very um, uh, valuable um, formula. You know, the long tail, the fact that we have so many, I mean, I I can't fathom the amount of people that are part of the quote-unquote conscious community, a term that is decentralized, it's not loosely defined, it has no regulations, it's not LLC'd or anything yet. It, it, it's, it's, it's just a term. It's a concept, but this concept is a movement, and this movement is a network, and this network rivals anything, any network that I've ever seen. It's a network that is, you know, like, like you were saying, um, Cheyenne, it's a network where people are coming to to enhance not only their consciousness, but their their frequencies, their vibrations. They're, they're, they're taking transformation. It's transmutation taking place, alchemy. You know what I mean? Um, awakening, tapping into the current and tapping into the frequency that's aligned with the times that we're in because we're, we're all on the same planet, but many of us are on different planes of existence. Let's be clear, okay? Just because you're in a room with somebody they're not on the same plane of existence as you, and they will remind you of that when they open their mouth. And you're like, hold on, brother. You always talking about the past? Like, really, though? You're not re- – Are you? do you know what time – like, do you know what age you live in? And when you start talking to people, you'll realize that we are existing on different planes of existence. That's the laws of vibration, hermetic principles, hermetic principles, which are universal principles that we all follow. And then whenever you study technology, everything that's being done is being done in alignment with those principles right there. The law of sacred geometry, law of vibration, the law of genders, you know what I'm saying? All of these laws. So, you know, the power that we have at this time, it's about the now. It's not about before or after or tomorrow. It's about the now. And what I know is in the now, it is a powder keg. This conscious movement has created a powder keg. Forget anything Black Lives Matter think that they ever did. Remember, they got a few, you know, they they get camera time doing what they do. But we got camera time doing what we do. And I'm like, if you want to put that on the scale, I know where the real movement is. 
I know where this power is, and the power is in the collective. So the time that we're in right now is a time for us to come together. Like you said, the Europeans have joined forces. So when we form this Voltron, it, won't, it might not be all of the tribes that we are familiar with, family. It might not be people that you work with. It might not be those people, but it will be your tribe. It will be the people that you have a, a frequency resonance with, that you relate to, that you understand is, you know, your A-likes. And those of us, we have to use those numbers. We could create finances or commerce or currency, whatever you want to call it, income streams. This is time for the facts initiative. This is time for the BRICS initiative. This is time for what the brother born our laws bringing to the table. You feel what I'm saying? We have to get engaged as a people, and the time is now. And we don't want to be reactionary. We want to be proactive. You want to be ahead of the onslaught or ahead of the rush. You can't necessarily move in your own defense. So, you know. Definitely, definitely. Everything, yeah, everything that you're saying. I just want to add to the mix too to let let uh you know let the family know. Um, hey, you know, just, y'all just be ready because I'm launching two. Uh, we're launching two equity crowdfunding platforms very soon. Seven twenty startups and one to fund movies that we want to make. So just giving y'all a heads up and putting it out there because I don't mind the competition because I know you're not going to be able to pull it off like I'm going to pull it off in my camp. And, you know, we in full support of the Faction Initiative. I think that's something people really need to pay, pay attention to because, like you were saying earlier about the, about the, you were just saying it, about the, the quote-unquote conscious community being a decentralized uh, entity and type of system, um, What's important about that is it now has to go into another phase of sophistication, you see, and that sophistication will only come by way of having proper uh, commercial mercantile systems in place that uh, helps facilitate its advancement. And definitely the platforms that, uh, uh, you know, me and my team are developing is a part of that, and absolutely the facts initiative and the other types of initiatives that you brought up is a part of that sophistication, okay? Um, Because some of the rhetoric has to change. The rhetoric has to cease from being victim to being victor, okay? So, you know, definitely touched on some key stuff right there, you know what I mean? I just wanted to follow up with that. Indeed, brother. All right, let's go to these callers, bro. Yes, indeed, you're down in front of the board. All right. Callers, if you have any calls, questions, comments, or concerns, please press 1. We're going to go ahead and open up the lines. All right. All right. Cheyenne, you there? Yes, sir, I'm here. Okay, somebody's line had dropped. I wasn't sure. All right, we got a lot of hands up. Let's go to the caller from the 216-999. Peace and welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. 
Greetings. How you all doing tonight? All is well. Greetings. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm like listening, and I'm really feeling inspired. And uh, to bring this all um, to the forefront, I hear the brother Shyam, right? Yes. Yes, indeed. Now you mentioned your equity platform, and then the brothers got their facts initiative platform. What if the, the two of, of, of you all or all of your groups got together and we all could um, be a part of it like the family? And let's just say, like, I believe you mentioned about um, creating like a like a a global, like globalization, like a corp, and uh, creating something that we can really use like right away. Because I think well, that um, we need to, you know, we need to get together and just bring it all to the forefront. Um, absolutely. Uh, you know, I don't want to let the, too much of the cat out the bag, but definitely uh, I'm working with the brothers Red and Blue on the Facts Initiative for sure. And uh, as far as the equity, the uh, crowdfunding platform I'm creating, it's uh, definitely something that's going to be available uh, by the end of this month. It's just working out some of the kinks. And there's also a consortium that uh, I'm putting together that in the consortium is pretty much going to allow the facilitation of a globalized type of network that can be accessed by individuals, companies, organizations, of, you know, of that sort to achieve some of these aims. So it's definitely being worked on, and if you're an avid listener of KTL, I'm pretty sure once we got all of the details hashed out and ready for presentation to the family, you'll definitely uh, probably be one of the first people to hear about it. But we're definitely working on it, absolutely. Well, that's good to hear um, because, like, I'm, like, ready. You know, I'm, like, one of those people. Like, you talk about something, and it seems like it's tangible, I feel that um, plus I have some ideas myself. I mean, I'm always a very creative person, and I have a lot of ideas. And I'm your girl because um, I'm really down with all of that. Um, I, I, I could, I could really, um, I wouldn't be a part of it actually. So, because I got some ideas, to, and I feel like um, merging, you know, like everyone else got together. I think we as the family need to get together on a real serious level. Agree, agree, agree. Definitely. You know, uh, again, I don't want to let too much out the bag because um, I get you. You definitely have lurkers and you know subverters I out there. You. So I just want to make sure everything is polished and you know because you know if it's not presented right, you know the people they like to pick and stuff like that. So we just hashed everything out. Definitely, facts initiative is a major piece to what I'm doing and, and, and vice versa. And um, so it will definitely be available by the uh, end of this month uh, for the facilitation of exactly the things you're talking about. So what I would recommend is that you, you know, get your ideas in order, you know what I mean, put it together. I actually have another company, 720entrepreneurs.com, uh, where we help facilitate those types of uh ideas and bring them to, you know, the forefront, you know what I mean, to uh, help, you know, sisters and brothers of, that are interested in taking their ideas and bringing it to a certain level. And the startup uh, crowding, uh, the equity crowdfunding platform is going to be called 720 Startups. Uh, so 
uh, definitely, you know, you'll be the first to know, uh, at least on my end. And I'll make sure, you know, Brother Red and Blue is, uh, you know, reaching out. For, for now, too, as well, I suggest you sign up to the Facts Initiative. Uh, you, Red and Blue, y'all can give her the, the address um, if you're not already signed up to the Facts Initiative to definitely uh, be a part of that initiative and, you know, uh, yes. see what you can do in that network. Yes, right. it is. That, right. It, mm-hmm. If you have a pen, I'll give you the, yeah. the website, the address. Yeah. This is for the rest of the family, too. This is a capture page. What it does is you'll sign up and you'll put your email in, and whenever we do the blast to all of the members in the network, when factsinitiative.com, when the, when we launch it, you'll be you'll get an email, and everybody will be able to sign up, and then we start building up our membership. We're going on a summer tour, 31 stops, where we're bringing Facts Initiative to multiple um, states around America. And um, by the time we finish the tour, we'll have our 30000 and it'll be ready to go. So we just ask the family to support us. You know what I mean? We'll let the family know what it is that we're doing and, you know, just just ride with us. But you know um, can you hear me still? I can hear you. Okay, well, what I was wondering, like, when I attended that 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 recent meeting that you just had, I thought you were going to have, like, um, you know, where uh, interactive, like, where people could talk to you. Because I, I wanted to talk on another level, you know, that was good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, not on the Google, not on the blog talk. I mean, very, very serious, you know, dialogue, you know. I think my number showed up, right? Yes. Yeah, because um, I wanted, you know, I just feel like, you know, <laughs> being on these platforms is okay, you know, but it's like, like you say, it's a lot of people, you know, that are, you know, on these platforms, they don't know who's who. So my thing is, I thought you was going to have, like, um, I, I just would like to, to see that there's, like, well, we can dialogue with you because. Oh, yeah. Well, to be honest, to be honest with you, what we're contemplating, and we're not even contemplating, we're waiting for a studio, an approval on the studio, we're going to take this show, Know the Ledge Radio, and go into the Google Hangout, you know, face-to-face platform atmosphere where we could begin to build. People, when, when like when you're talking, your screen will show up. I'll be able to share my screen, so we'll be able to do presentations in real time right there and answer questions in real time. Yeah, I think the sister's saying too. She want a private, a private building session about some kind of, you know, technicalities oh, yes. of participations. I think that's what she's alluding to. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you will. That is right. Um, you got it. Okay. The best way to do that is send us an email at KTL Empowerment at Gmail. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna write your number down now. Okay. But you can still send an email. This is for anybody else. Put your information in it, and then we'll get in contact and we'll do a face to face. All right. Okay. And you could, if you're interested in, you know, knowing a little bit more about some of the services that uh, me and my team offer, you can email me directly at shyamtheliberator at gmail dot com. That's s h y a a m theliberator at gmail dot com, and you can visit seven twenty entrepreneurs dot com. Okay. All right. Indeed. All right. I got it's it. It's a two-one-six, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, I got you. And, and the brother what is your name again? This is Naja. 
Nadra? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right, thank you. Thank you. Peace. Appreciate Peace. the call. All right. Next caller, caller from the eight four three six one zero. Peace. Welcome to Another Ledge. Greetings, greetings. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Greetings, brother. Brother, that that sister, she must be a singer with all her wisdom. But man, she has such a a melodic, flowing voice. I really enjoyed that. Just as well, I enjoyed the information that you guys shared tonight. But I have one question. I'm sure you brothers are familiar with the traumatic uh, temples in the Grand Canyon and in Utah and in upstate New York, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. So in, instead of emphasizing on slavery, why not tell it like it is? We're basically prisoners of war. Wouldn't that also assist the family in waking up and that would basically change the paradigm away from you know, the false information of slavery and speaking to it what it is, you know, we being prisoners of war. Because the war hasn't stopped since the 1300s. It's just subtle and underground. You know, it's like they say they gave up their white sheets for business suits and police uniforms. Well, usually war were definitely enslaved. So I'm with you on that as well, you know, but they kind of correlate. But that's why I was saying earlier that we have to change our narrative and our mentality from victim to victor and be bold and aggressive when seeking to take these certain courses of actions that you're speaking about because I think and know that it's heavily rooted in seeing the opposition as the authority instead of the enemy. Uh, But I definitely agree, and I digress on that point. Yes, and I would add on by saying that um, if you listen to the information that we share, we get into that. You know, we speak of the ongoing war. We speak of the Crusades and the Inquisition, just different forms of it. You know, we talk of, we we bring it from different angles. So we address it on the show. If you go into the archives, you'll definitely uh, get to listen to a plethora of information dealing with those topics. Indeed, indeed. I've listened to, you know, you brothers um, off and on, you know, when I do have a chance. But um feel that this, this is one of the challenges that, that really, really, really faces us. You know, it's not necessarily a, a missing piece of the puzzle of our, you know, sovereignty or lineage or just like what you were speaking to earlier, our whiteness. On this land, map, you know, it's, it's just the fact that considering that those of us who strive, who don't strive to know, you know, who who um, don't even want to hear these kind of conversations, they're comfortable with their new house, their new car, and think they made it in their free. Um, I really feel that this, you know, just just using that language would will really change the uh, the vibration and really give more clarity to who we are and what's really going on, you know, that the war hasn't ended. You know, that's, that's, 
that's that's the main, you know, the main piece of this puzzle that I think really, really, really needs to take place, you know, that we really need to really get. I mean, I'm, I know it's evident that you brothers really do get it. You know, you, you brothers are standing on it and you're very, very mindful, you know. But um, there's, there's so many of us that really hasn't woken, awakened yet. And, um, you know, the family is definitely waking up. But um, I really feel that we really uh, shed, shed a lot of light on, you know, just like in the Constitution. You know, um, they talk all that foolishness every now and then. We have a right to vote and all of those things. Not that voting is an issue or it needs to be, but um, all of these things that um, really take place, all of these isms that they set up so that, you know, remember black, negro, and colored, you know, they're basically those secret corporations and things like that, and we're none of those things. Um you know, dread Scott did, uh, did you listen to the beginning of the show, brother? Because we definitely. Oh, I've been here. I've I've been here. I I just um and you you brothers definitely did already speak, you know, clearly in reference you know, to my sure question. But, um, mm-hmm. Now I, you're right though. You're right though. Got to change the language. You know what I'm saying? Got to change the language, so that brothers can uh you know be serious, understand the context of what we're really dealing with and, and, and move accordingly. Definitely agree with you on that one. Indeed, indeed, indeed. I thank you, Brother Squall, that you're doing. And, um, I always, you know, will be in the shadows. You know, So I thank you again. Um, thanks for the liberty uh, to speak, uh, Pills. Indeed, brother. Thank you. Blessings. Peace. Call from the 917 Yo, yo, holy fuck, it's KTR Radio. Yo, I want yo, yo, it's yo, it's Lex Jackson, man. I'm just calling in real quick, yo. How's yo. how everybody doing? What's hold on? Nigga came off the parkway. Yo, yo, you're red, yo, red and blue pill. Yo, I dropped the mixtape, bro. That shit got a million views, and y'all, I put y'all on the, yo, I put y'all niggas on the intro. And y'all ain't let me know if y'all heard it yet. What the fuck? Uh, yo, wow. I'm dead. Yo, I'm dead. Yo, I dropped a mixtape called Trapping Out the White House. And I went on YouTube. And I and I chopped up a bunch of y'all. A bunch of y'all on, on Brother Rich Show. And yo, wow. I, put y'all, I put y'all on the intro. That shit got a million hits, man. Y'all gotta hear it, yo. Wow. Blood I'm sorry. Yo, 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 shout, first off, yo, shout out to Mama Pill and Papa Pill, because if it wasn't for them, KTL wouldn't exist, and shout out to, um, to, to, to Cheyenne, you know what I mean, like, yo, bro, like, I, I came in, like, an hour late, and dog, like, the shit that I got in that hour, like, dog, you, yo, you want some other shit. <laughs> Honest, bro. Honest. Yo, but, but, yo, like, yo, yo, I, I, I gotta say, man, like, our people, yo, we so sick, cause yo, one like I'm I, I'm listening to Chris Brown to Justin Bieber album, right? And I said this the last time I called, the first time I called in, like yo, one 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 Chris Brown song sound like a whole Justin Bieber album. Like mm. if you listen, yo yo, I'm telling you guys, yo, when that when that Adam gets into an excited state. 
It could jump light years in time and break off fractals and dimensions. And, like, people, like, it's like, yo, one song sounds like, like, it's like you can make one song and and people will have whole, whole, whole careers off, like, mm. one one thing you did. Like, it, it's almost some shit I can't put into words. Like, I it's like, yo, yo, yo like, yo, it's some... Yo, it's some crazy shit. Like, yo, niggas is so ill that just by niggas expressing themselves to their highest level, they can fucking create portals, and people is going to fuck with it, and it's all unconscious. Like, mm-hmm. ju- just by you expressing yourself and doing you to the highest level, you're going to get success. You're going to open dimensions in space and time, and people is going to follow your shit and not know it. Like... You're gonna make one song, and and a and a thousand people is is gonna fuck with you. Like, it's some crazy shit. And yo, I wanna say, man, yo, cop the cop the KTL merchandise, yo. I, yo, I remember the first time I looked up with y'all. I bought a sweater from both of y'all, bro. Like, yo, every, I went to Jamaica last week. Yo, the you the you them down there, like, yo, Bomba Clyde dogs. Yo, yo, where you get the, where you get this sweater? This sweater from, like. Yo, yo, the, the the clothes that y'all make, people love that shit, bro. Even white people fuck with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, Respect. yo, man. You got the best clothing line, just not promoted right. Yeah, man, get yo. Need that man, budget. Yo, 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 y'all, yo, me, yo, me wearing that is promotion, man. Like, yo, he, yo, 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 my my homeboy's girl won one, bro. Like, yo, man, I'm a. So y'all, y'all ill with it. And, you I'm going to write your number down, King. Yo, I'm bro, please. Your, yeah, I'm going to write your math. Yo, please hey, do, check bro. Check out like, rawmarcel.com when you get a chance, too. R-O-N-M-A-R-C-L.com. You know, you know yeah, bro. Yeah, I need that Ron Marcel on two cents, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah tell me. You know, can I, I get a box? <laughs> yeah, I need to put all the on call. Can I get a box? I don't even know my mailman. I don't get no can I get a box? <laughs> I think it's a can I get a box? Yeah, yeah, man, but you know what I mean, yo man, I yo, I just wanna say yo 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 big yo big ups to y'all man and, and yo I'm about to Yo and, wait and, yo, you hear the album bro. It's oh, the, the, the Scorpion it is retarded. It's going to be an EP first. Red and the blue. Purple like Prince. God Hold damn. On. Yo, yo, bro. Yo, bro, I told you, bro. Yo, I know I know how to engineer. You know what I'm saying? And yo, like, when I yo, when I engineer, yo, like, I, I'll put shit in the song, and I'll realize I put it in there, like, two years after I heard it, bro. Like, yo, bro, yeah, let me... Yo, bro, let, bro, let me engine... Yo, bro, send me, send me some, bro. I will mix that shit, man. Like, Bro, like, yo, you guys are so sick, dog. Like, I'm telling you, man, yo, you you guys really change lives. And y'all, I don't even think y'all motherfuckers know it. Like, bro, yeah, yo, it's you, the weirdest. If I'm, my, I, I, it's the weirdest. It's the weirdest reality because <laughs> you gotta you gotta study the uh, tetrad, and it talks about this interesting dynamic of cyberspace or this mm-hmm. invisible realm, this spiritual realm, this light realm that Phil Valentine talked about 
and the fact yeah. that you exist in another realm, in another existence. Wow, like I'm Peter Parker in and when I'm in Harlem on a train and niggas is like, Yo, Red, I'm Clark Kent. I'm Peter Parker. Oh, I'm man. in reporter mode. Well no, hold on. I'm in reporter mode. Like me and my brother are journalists. We take pictures and we report. And I got the old man, like the Daily Planet, that'd be Sarnetta. He's the mm. old the angry guy in the office. Mm. You know. But we're reporting. But in our other in our other existence or in our super hey rule form in our higher super, self. You right? super red pill and super fucking. Super red pill and Scorpio King. God damn So you doing we do you got you got people who do debates that's pulling religions down and in real life they like they anting up on the tofu chicken wings, man. God damn, it's a Yo, it's a crazy re and, and yo, I'm telling you, red and blue it's pill. A dynamic. Yo, that, yo, that, yo, man, yo, I'm telling you, I'm with y'all, man. That, that faction. Yo, my, my cousin low key want to start some shit, and 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 just just because I put y'all on the intro, he was like, yo, swing swing it by red and blue pill. I was like, yo, yo, I, yep. I fuck with them, I fuck with them heavy, but I only I only met them one time, but I'm telling you, man, but like if you yo, met us once, then you met us. Yo, you that met, that's you a, know. Not, we, we're, we're just real people, so if you want to do real things, let's, let's get do it, real things. We didn't make it this far by being, you know, some fuckboys, pardon my Latin. What, what's the yo, thing on YouTube? I'm right here. I want to pull it up. Yo, bro, just Google search Lex Jetson. Google, just Google search L-E-X Jetson, like Lex Luger and yeah, Jetson like- as George Jetson. <laughs> and yo, and, and yo, I'm telling yo, I'm telling you, bro, like What's yo, the song? I see it right yo, here. Bro, bro, it's a whole thing. It's twenty it's one it, it looks like one song, but it's actually a whole album, bro. And like yo, you guys are on the I opened it up with blue pill. You're yo, yo, bro, it's man, I I, I just want you guys to to check it out, man, because it's yo, it's called Trapping Out the White House. It's not some dumb shit. It's everything in one, man. Like, it's spiritual. It got it got the trap essence. It got catchy hooks, and it's and it's. Hold on, man. You got me hype. I gotta I gotta debut my trap song for you right now because you got me hype, man. Ah, shit. We gotta we gotta do trap guys, man. Let's go, man. Ah, shit. Hey. Let's go. They getting suspicious when you were delicious. They reading them scriptures about Jesus and scriptures. They drinking the liquors. They see you in pictures. Your cup running over. You running with over. You Bentley and roses on hunting the rovers. Spring a sixteen and you know summer's over. Road to the riches. We posing for pictures. Posing you bitches. Coding these glitches. Neo and Matrix. Nairobi chauffeurs. Neo and spaceships. Never Kuneza. I never scrutinize. If you in suit and ties, niggas get crucified. Don't give the world. Niggas get euthanized. Go break your status. Clashes the Titan, you bastards was fighting with brackets for glasses on Titan. Ash was enlightened. Clashes the Titan, you bastards was fighting with brackets for latches on Titan. Ash was enlightened. Where the air of my funds change, the air of my lungs change. Taste buzz and my tongue change. Taste blood in the gun range. Go for one train of Air Force I'm One under plane. My consciousness. Yeah. I saw the apocalypse. Your queen on my obelisk. Yeah. I'm building a monument. Whoa. I'm under my consciousness. Yeah. 
I saw the apocalypse. One more. They get suspicious when you with the list. Let's go. Woo. Now we streaming it on our service, bro. 
Yeah. Uh, man, yo, but yo, yo, as I said, yo, any, yo, anything y'all do, I'm rocking with y'all, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, we gonna, we gonna yeah. do something, engineer. We gonna see what yo, we gonna have. Yeah, yeah it, it would be, it would be an honor. Mm-hmm. But look, yeah, hey, yo, let's let's be fair to the other callers. You know, we got no yeah, Yo, yo, we yo, on deck, everybody, though. everybody that's about to call in, big ups, shout out, um, A. Rashid. Noble Ampu, Minister Jew, Brother Rich, man, big ups all y'all, yo, you guys are all dope, and y'all all just doing it, man, doing the work, I love all of y'all, Brother Cheyenne, Red Blue, yo, have a great week, and go to the highest too, level, man, forever, man, I, yo, I love y'all, man, I'm listening, peace. Appreciate that. No doubt, Honest, brother. Honest. Yes, sir. Bless, man. Yeah, so... If there are any callers who want to build, press 1, and I'll go with the line. Bitch, in the meantime, in between time, Cheyenne, how do you feel about the youth? Like, what has been your interaction and your interfacing with the younger generation? You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, I've got a lot of, you know, young cousins, you know, some nieces and nephews and different things like that, and, um, and then I, you know, just from doing what I do, I, I run into a lot of young guys. What surprises me the most is, you know, I was sharp when I was young. When I was in my early 20s, when I was in my teens, I was sharp. But it's like the youth is sharper than who was sharper when we were young, you know. I'm amazed by how much they grasp and how much they understand. Even when, you know, they seem to be, you know, caught up into the to the cycles of and into with the situations that they deal with in their daily lives. You know what I'm saying? And I find that the you know when people say that you've got ADD, they process stuff a whole lot quicker than you know than than we used to or than we do. You know what I mean? So I think my impression of the youth is there's a lot of potential a lot of potential in the youth to go and do things that we could never even imagine of. And I think that unless that potential is nurtured, we're going to, they're going to go off into the deep end into a, into something that we all discussed that we don't want that direction to go into. So I think um, overall is a catch 22 with the youth on one hand, uh, they have an enormous amount of kinetic potential and energy to do enormous and great things. And on one hand, they could be the greatest destruction of us all, you see. So I think that us in our generation doing what we're doing, we have to develop systems. We have to develop platforms. We have to develop circumstances and situations and entities that nurture the potential and growth of the youth and give them the guidance and information and knowledge necessary uh, for them to go in the direction they want. And, and, and when we give that information to them, let's not try to control how they view it and how they use it, but give them the knowledge and information in a responsible manner that allows them to use it. What we give them properly. Facts. I don't know if that's status positive, but that's what I think overall, in a nutshell, of what's going on with the youth. You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, another thing is, um, through, through, you know, through the Morris Harrell platform and dealing with a lot of 
young women and models and stuff, um, you know, what they're looking for a lot of guidance, you know, masculine guidance too, not for and not from a position of uh taking advantage, but just, you know, true guidance. You know, and I think um we have to work on nurturing situations with young people that that puts us in a position to show that we don't want anything from them except for them to be the best that they can be. And I think from there, a certain level of trust will develop to the point where once they take things in the direction they'll take it and they learn life's lessons, they will do the greatest honors for us that we couldn't do for our elders that came before us. Mm. Yeah, I'm glad you put it that way, man. Like, you hit on something that's so key. You feel me? Like, I would have young women reach out, you know, and you could tell that they're vulnerable, but yet and still, they got this level of just wanting to be helped genuinely. You know what I'm saying? If you got it in you to direct them in a particular position or provide an answer for them at that time, then do that. And like you said, they show on, they will come back. You know what I'm saying? And and these are people that you are, you know, you're putting an investment in that will yield many years down the road. You shouldn't necessarily sit around waiting for it. You know? Right. It's just putting good works into the world, you know, by way of the youth. Because, um, yeah, like you said, they need direction. I mean, a lot of them, they, uh, they want to do this thing. You know what I'm saying? It's just the transitional periods of it that are so uncertain. Right. Because this is unfamiliar territory and there's no curriculum that speaks to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one of the things is that, um, you know, you know, the youth, they, they can tell, they, they can tell they're not stupid. They're not stupid. And, because every day that they digest and process information a lot faster than we do, you see what I'm saying, and that we used to because they have, they're have they bombarded with so much information that they have to process at a faster speed just to keep up. So this is why you can see them watching TV, being on the laptop, being on the cell phone, and having two conversations at one time and completely understand what's going on. The, the major things they do need is insight. What they don't have a grip on is a proper understanding of the past and insights into situations, circumstances, and things that uh, can give them more of a holistic sense of self um, and awareness. You know, so I think, you know, uh, and, and again, you know, doing good deeds without looking for things in return. Now, something that's business-related, if it's business, is business. If it's, look, I got a service or a product I provide and you want X, Y, and Z, you know, you got to pay. You know, if business is business. But outside of that, uh, doing good deeds is essential uh, because they will come back. The good deeds will come back to you in many different ways. It may not even come back to that person. So, you know, right. I think that's the best approach to take with the youth. Um, to responsibly deal with them, considering the fact that there's been so much abuse of the youth that, uh, you know, we want to make sure we're, you know, sensitive to how we deal with the youth in a responsible manner, you know, that demonstrates a true intent of helping and not taking advantage or abusing, you see. And um, 
you know, to uh, build upon what you said. That's a lot of the feedback that I get, you know, by way of these videos that I've been doing as of lately with Brother Rich is that they, they hit me up and they say the insight, the perspectives is what they appreciate mm. most because mm. I listen to them and I observe, so I know what they miss and I know what game they wasn't exposed to. And um, I have, you know, I try my best to uh, attempt my best, should I say, to align what it is, what I have to say with explain the process of how I arrived at this place and then give the, once I have them engaged, then I'll give a little back history on a history lesson that speaks to something that they might have not been hip to. And I already know at that point they're going to go and research it because I didn't get on there like, you need to know this, brother. I wasn't a hotel hotel, and so I know that the 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 introduction of the information came by way of engagement, not as an interest involved. You feel me? Absolutely, absolutely. So it's, it's, it's a technique, but like you said, insight is, is, is eating it all. You know what I mean? Because we do think differently than them. We have an advantage and they have an advantage. You know what I'm saying? They have what's called computational thinking. That's how they come to their logic, computation and thinking. I would think it was different. We didn't learn on computers. So we have, you know, the uh, the, the, the old OS system, that big-ass computer that fit in one room. <laughs> Remember how they used to teach us programming in school and shit? <laughs> yeah. That's what we have. We have the logistical hardware to look at an issue and be able to break it down like that. They don't think like that. So if you're able to show them that, you know what I'm saying, but still make it contemporary, they could get it overnight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. And I think that's what I was writing thinking too when they're talking about, yo, y'all changing lives out here. I think it's, it's about the insight and, and the perspective. You know what I'm saying? It's just giving someone some, um, you know, these are tools, B. Like, fresh eyes from which you can see the world, man. Look what it's doing. Look what it's done for us. You know what I mean? And and these are narratives that we continuously have to continue to be. Look, man, we are in the realm right now where there's 100 narratives competing. 100. It's a word. The narrative is up for grabby. It's all out. And that's why the Civil War is taking place as well. Civil War is about the narrative. Who's going to control the narrative? Everybody don't need to be heard. You know what I'm saying? And microphones and podiums are things that men built great nations on and destroyed them as well. So everybody don't need to be on the mic. These are Mm. coveted stations. You know what I'm saying? The other men have came and, and, and riled up entire nations topple empires with. So, you know, we, we we have to create the narrative and then we gotta create the curriculum, you know, that will outlast the narrative. You know what I'm saying? And that's how the West was won. Absolutely. You know, uh 
what's so important about that is um, the case in point is when somebody watches a movie, you you know, people see different things. Um, so perspective, pers- in this era we live in, perspective is everything. And the perspective that includes the most in-depth and keen analysis will prevail. And what a lot of people need to look out for is a lot of, like, I agree with you. There's a lot of people that's talking that just don't deserve to be heard. You know, I'm, I, if it sounds like I'm arrogant on that issue, <laughs> then it may be arrogance. But the reality is that, man, a lot of brothers and sisters and a lot of people in general just don't need to be heard because what they're saying has no value. You know, if your perspective doesn't have value, then what are you speaking for? Or, or why exactly. is anyone listening to you? And the only people who will listen to you are the people who think like you and the people who think that's how you know who's stupid and who's not. You know what I'm saying? Because the reality is I look for the perspective that is inclusive of, that has several and a multiplicity of elements that corroborate one another. Like I told you on that on that video you did yesterday uh, on that issue, it was it was it was it was it was so profound to me because it touched on all of the elements that were necessary and to me what really drived it home was the part where you brought up about the court how if you say one thing they're going to they're going to give you a psyche vow or if you say I'm a cat <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying they're going to give you a psyche vow for that but you know what I mean so perspective is everything and if you can't put your stuff together we have to raise the level of sophistication and incoherence. You know what I mean? Using sound, using big words and just sounding like you're intelligent is not going to cut it. You know, this is the error. What I'm seeing is that a lot of frauds are being exposed. All the fraudulent activity is on for the world to see. It's up there. And people will cancel themselves out. Nobody has to do it for you. People are just going to cancel themselves out. And what will be left and remaining are those who's been most consistent with their perspectives and their insights and those that have been rele- relevant and had the most impact on people's lives. So definitely, I, I, I can with anything you said. Oh, no doubt. Give thanks. And one of the most um, poignant narratives is, this is a continuation from the Punic Wars. That's the new narrative. Like, you know, I had that election called Win in Rome, and that's mm. where I started it from. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, it's been something with them since since the Punic Wars. And then they have internalized that information, and they teach Hannibal at West Point. So, wow. Wow. You know, when we put things in perspective, man, the shit is so crystal clear. Like, you can't see this. (laughs) When it it, it goes back to the whole concept of the pills, you know, the red pill concept in the Matrix that Sophia Stewart laid out, where she explained, you know, changing one's perspective with a simple conversation with a pill, right? Mm. Not pill popping. Remember, Pill popping is a choice that people make. Like, if I'm in the crib 
and I got some new games for Xbox One, Xbox Three, whatever, PlayStation Four, or the game is about to come on or something, and I got some mushrooms, you know what I mean, or some stems or whatever, and I'm like, yo, I want to go to a different place. I want to change my perspective. So you pop that pill. Or if you want to listen to some future and shit, nigga, like, or you want to go ride out with the homies, you pop a Zanny, right? Some people are popping perks. Some people are just popping things. So the same way that you could take yourself into an alternate, you could also pop up on YouTube and you pop a pill. Not Red Pills videos. I'm just saying any video that they're watching, that's a pill right there. Because what it will do is it will start the transformation process of the changing of one's perspective. And when you change, you are, you believe, you perceive what you believe. So if I change your belief system and I, and now I could change from what I change what you see. So the whole they live concept begins to kick in because we gave you new eyes. Game of Thrones. Huh? They gave her the new eyes. Who are you? I am nobody. And gave her her eyes back. So, Mm-hmm. They the, the they live shit. You put the glasses on. Neo with the sunglasses. Red pill. Why you wear the sunglasses? Y'all don't watch movies though. You you gotta be able. It's all there. So the people are actually this stuff. This information age, whatever. You know, it's it's just a, it's it's the manifestation of what the philosophers. Every what everybody set up. Because all of these systems that exist in technology are all ancient systems. All they did was just rename them. The European is good at that. All he does is give it a new name, patent it, boom. They come together, they agree to a whole new lexicon of, a, of an ancient principle, an ancient science, something that's African. They take it into the realm. That, remember, they used to do it and put it in Latin. Then they would take it and they would put it in Greek. Then now they're taking it and put it into English and other things. Now, this is another thing. We need a group, not just a single individual. We've got to put it on a group of, of translators who could physically now, Airbnb is in Spain, partner. Go to, we have, we got to have people going to Spain. There's whole museums filled with journals, and there's whole colleges filled up with treatises and all kind of things from the Moors, but in German and in Latin. There's all kind of books. There's all kind of manuscripts, formulas. I mean, you name it. These things exist in Morocco as well. So we live in an era where you can have this app that could just translate all of that right there. You know, you know, you know, uh, you know as I brought up earlier, I think the the difference in making that, you know, making making that a reality has a lot to do with the us people who are supposed to be um you know at the forefront and the people who are you know the listeners the participants I think again there has to be a level of sophistication of our perspective on economics and commerce first and foremost and again secondly there has to be incentive there has to be incentive to for the people at the forefront to continue to do what they're doing, and there has to be incentive for the benefit of the people that are you know following, listening, participating, et cetera. And I truly think that crowdfunding, equity crowdfunding, is a uh, major aspect of that, as well as 
that Ethereum site. Check it out, brothers. I'm telling y'all, not just y'all, uh, just not just you and Red, um, not just Blue and Red. I'm pretty sure y'all probably know about it already, but for those who don't, check it out. Uh, if you have a network, this is the network you want to use. This is the system you want to use because it's a open source system that allows you to create your own cryptocurrency. And how it operates is if someone's in your network, right, and let's say you you set out certain tasks, and you set a task for somebody to do something, they complete the task, they let you know they completed it, it builds up a certain level of currency within that system. As As more tasks and things is completed, that cryptocurrency then becomes transferable into regular currency, uh, you know. So that is very integral in terms of the incentivization of collectivism and mutual benefit and mutual benefit. You see what I'm saying? So I think on a technical level, utilizing tools, organizing ideas, leveraging platforms can ultimately allow us to create those types of realities globally. You know, for instance, like America Society, I'm going to definitely use that for America Society because it will allow me to synchronize the large network I've been blessed to be able to, you know, participate in building up over over almost a decade uh, of people in different countries. Uh, for instance, a lot of the treaties that we talk about that we got from Britain, I mean, that we have um, with the British and the Moors, specifically came from our U.K. context, and they went over there. You know, we had them going into the wreckage and stuff over there, you know, putting the orders in for these particular treaties. There's one sister from over there, when she was uh, asking for the, the treaty, they said, well, who do you work for? Is it, are they rich? You Are you rich or something? As if only wealthy rich people would be asking for this type of stuff. So when you bring up places like Germany, they, they got these records, uh, that type of leveraging the platform and incentivization and systems will allow us to uh, reach across the oceans and get things done uh, globally and locally. You know what I mean? Yes. And just to the KTL audience, you know, it's just a simple equation. And I don't want to be so simple that, you know, I'm trying to simplify it, but I'm just saying the equation is a membership service. Okay, what a membership service would do is a membership service would create an actual budget, which tends to be the number one missing item, you know what I'm saying, the number one piece of missing evidence at the trial of poverty consciousness versus the people. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, you know, people are not operating with operational budgets. No way that I was going and looking around, you know. So the ability to have $100,000 in cold, hard cash, I know people that have that, though, but they don't want to do anything that pertains to being, a, you know, put, propelling yourself into the future or making history in the now because it's just what the things that need to be done in order for things to elevate or level up is a small investment of only the first week that we're talking about with the facts initiative of that 600000 600000 you know what we could do? 
So no one can tell me that there's not 30,000 people ready to just do something. Let's just do, let's just create a membership. Let's 500,000 of us get together. So it's very imperative that the people that are on the forefront and the front line establish a, a bond, right? Because it is essential for the networks to connect. 